You're listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9 FM, WTGZ, Tuskegee, Auburn, and AM620 WTRP, LaGrange. Since 1995, Alabama's sports talk leader, Tiger Communications, proudly presents Sports Call. It's time to join our Sports Call crew as they discuss the latest headlines and happenings around Auburn and the entire sports world. To be part of the show, give us a call at 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. We're taking phone calls all show long and want to talk about whatever you've got on your mind. And now, coming to you live from the loveliest village on the plains, Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show, Sports Call. Good afternoon, Auburn. Welcome into Sports Call here today on this Friday. Coming to you live from our studios here on South College Streets. My name is JJ Jackson, proudly serving as the host of the program here today. It's a fun show we've got planned for you. We're going to get to our uh, birthdays in sports, a nightly TV guide. Let's give you an update on the July monthly predictions, how those went as the month of August gets going on Monday. We will also take a look at some other things in the life of college athletics. A really interesting survey amongst high school seniors that we'll dive into a little bit later in the program. And as always, your phone calls come first. 334-887-3401. Inside the booth with me today on the program, I've got Cam Berry, Brant Daughtry, Ryan LaVoy all hanging out with us here on today's program. Gentlemen, how are we? How's our Friday going? Going um, great. Yeah. Absolutely. Feeling wonderful. Happy to be here. Ready for a good Friday show. Fun Friday, like you said. Uh, and I interrupted camp, so I'm going to let you know. <laughs> <laughs> You're good, my boy. Um, just, yeah, great, great Friday. Great relaxing Friday. Ready for the weekend, really. Um, just finally able to relax, honestly, on a good, good weekend. So I'm just really looking forward to that. Um, maybe watch a little bit of baseball. So yeah, yeah. Braves have a series against the Diamondbacks coming up this weekend at home in Atlanta, which is going to be awesome for uh, the Braves to be playing back at home. Hopefully, they can get back to their winning ways and get back into the win column. Ryan Lavoy, how are you, sir? I'm good. Looking forward to the weekend, and that's another weekend closer to football. I know preseason NFL will start at the end of next week with Hall of Fame Hall of Fame game and. Uh, really get going after that. So football is is very near. But uh, just waiting for any big news on the MLB trade deadline front. We It's now a little different. We don't have July 31st as the deadline anymore. It's now August the 2nd. So, so strange. Yeah, next Tuesday is the trade deadline. I'm waiting to see if any big maneuvers for Juan Soto or Shohei Otani and or any potential big things that the Braves do. So just kind of keep an eye on that and – um, I know we're, like I said, looking forward to football, but that's an important next few days here in Major League Baseball to see how these teams will shape up for the stretch run. Of course, the Braves benefited greatly from the moves that they made last year, so teams can really do themselves uh, really big things if they can acquire quality players that help the team out. So checking on that and uh, just looking forward to another weekend ahead. 
All of our Sports Call callers and guests join us on the Auburn Bank phone line. Auburn Bank has been your hometown bank for over 110 years. Visit them online at auburnbank.com for more information. Your partner, your neighbor, your friend, member FDIC, equal housing lender, as we want to take this opportunity to go to our phone lines for the first time during today's show. And joining us is Matt from Tallahassee. Matt has called into today's program. Hi, Matt. Hey, good evening, JJ. Good evening, Ryan. Good evening, Brent. Good evening, Cam. You got evening, us all. Buddy. Hey, hey, What's buddy. What's up, man? Hey, Ryan, I've been missing you, man. Yeah, it's good to good to have everybody back on the show together. Hey, Ryan, do you hear me? Yeah. I've been missing you, man. Miss you too, Matt. Yeah, let him off the easy hook. Let him off the easy hook. All right, we got to get to it. What 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 questions do you have for us today? Uh, so, uh, so, what do you guys think about the commitment he got? Uh, I think he's an offensive lineman, or yeah, he's a he's a defensive lineman. Wilkie Deneau, uh big kid, big body. Uh, reminds some people of Marlon Davidson. Apparently, I haven't watched him, so I don't know. That's just a comp that I saw somewhere, but. Uh, yeah, a really exciting four-star kid. I think he's got a chance to really contribute here in a couple years. Uh, are we going to get any quarterbacks that uh, from the Big Cat weekend, Dino, or wide receivers, or offensive linemen? I know that um, there are a lot of kids for the next yeah. three signing classes that are going to be on campus this weekend, and I expect Auburn to get a couple of commitments. So I, I don't know what specific positions they are, but uh, once they come in, we'll talk about them for sure. And, and Brock Lynn has officially released his top five, and Auburn is also in that. So we'll we'll see. He should be, I'm pretty sure, I think they said the, 30, the 31st. I need to double check that, but his commitment day is set for really soon. That'd be Sunday, so yeah, coming up. Hey, uh, Brent and Cam. What's yeah. up, buddy? Is, are there any players for baseball that are committing? There are a couple. Uh, I'll be honest, I don't know their names right now, but uh, you know, baseball commitments kind of come in year round, and uh, once signing day comes around, we'll uh, we'll get to those for sure. But uh, you know, it's it's kind of like uh, the major league baseball draft. You know, guys that you draft uh, usually don't contribute to the major league team within a couple of years and it's a, it's a lot like that for baseball you're you gonna wait have to, a few you're, years you're for gonna have to wait a season or so yeah are they pitchers or a little bit of everything yeah, everything they've, they've yeah. got they've got <laughs> position players and pitchers they've got it all it's going to be a good team next year hey ryan what do you think about i asked jj this what do you think about adding seats to the green the green monster and uh box seats that's basically the Oh, yeah, no, I love the idea. It's something I've wanted to see for a few years now, and I think it's going to be a really cool view of Plainsman Park. And a lot of the SEC uh, stadiums do have outfield seats now, but none are going to have seats quite like that to be on top of the, the green monster. So I think it's going to be really exciting. Well, I'm going to do some trivia. Uh, can I do probably like a couple of movies and maybe uh, – college baseball yeah we'll uh we'll we'll see what we can do let's uh, let's dive right into we've got one movie question for you today and i'll give you one college baseball question too okay are you ready i was born ready all right pirates of the caribbean who is the star of that film series Johnny Depp. how about that wow quick awesome job all right johnny depp and then there's um then there's Fernando Cruz. Do you know his uh, his character name? Do you know Johnny Depp's character name? Uh, Captain Jack. Captain Jack. 
Captain Jack Sparrow, absolutely. Great job, buddy. All right, one baseball question, and then we'll get out of here. Where do they play the College World Series? Omaha. Omaha. Omaha, like Peyton used to say. You're right about that. All right, let's get to it. We've got our cheer. Five, four, three, two, one. War Eagle. Hey. Bama, 48, 45, 63, 13. Booyah! We're coming. Booyah. Jordan, we're coming to your field. Mr. State, we're coming to your field. Oh, Miss, coming to your field. Bama, coming to your field. Knock these guys out of SEC. Going down. Going down. Booyah. And war. Damn. Eagle. Eagle. That's right. Have a good weekend, buddy. We'll see you, pal. Hey, Ryan. Nice talking to you, man. Good talking to you, Matt. All right. That's, uh, I'll talk to you guys next Monday. Sounds good. That's Matt from Tallahassee joining us there on the program. Good to hear from him. A lot of energy. Yeah, big news this week for the Auburn baseball program was that we had uh, seats added at Plainsman Park. I mean, it's huge. They're going to have outfield seats above the Green time. Monster in left field and then also adding seats to the right field terrace. So uh, adding a greater atmosphere is only going to enhance everything when you look at this Auburn baseball program, and I'm excited for it. Oh, yeah, more seats, um, more people to pay money. Yeah, everything. (laughs) To go out there and enjoy and watch some Auburn baseball. It's going to be a really good time. I think those seats in the Green Monster are going to be Those are going to be epic. It's going to be awesome. That's going to be some prime seating. (laughs) That's going to be crazy. I'm just wondering how how many seats they're going to put out there. I'm very curious. Um, You know, I I just – I think because that's going to be some prime seating. A lot of people are going to be fighting to – to get to those seats because I'm interested. they're so new. I'm interested in the logistics of it because yeah. you've got that you've got that that power plant right behind that area and I'm wondering like are they going to build over that? Are they going to avoid it entirely? What is the the plan to to work around that plant that's already there? I think you'll be okay cuz I mean you're you're going to talk yeah. about just kind of going up a little bit more yeah. than going back as far. Um I think you're probably, and this is just pure speculation, I, I can see it being about four or five rows tops right. and then about 10 to 15 seats long. Because, okay. you know, when you do the when you do those seats like that, it's traditional to have a little bit of a table-type environment to where yeah. it's not just the seats scrunched together. You usually have, like, a platform. Now, they could do it differently, but usually you have a platform like that. So that's why you um, – don't get too many rows in there. It's also why you have a few less seats if you go down the line a uh, hundred feet or so. And you know, I think what this thing about for Auburn is, it's you know they're going to add some seats over there in first base side with some luxury boxes. There'll be something going on above the hitting facility in right field in that corner. But I think it's about building experiences. Oh yeah, because Auburn you know struggled to sell out the ballpark last year. I don't think this is about the ability to get more people into the park for most games i think it's about premium opportunities for people that were not available and maybe not available in every ballpark so you know it's going to be a much cooler experience to sit above that green monster with what i assume again like will be some platform seating than it would be to sit in left field of just a traditional ballpark 400 feet away um you know at at almost field level I think it's going to be a cool experience to be um, in right field at whatever kind of corner they're going to have over there because it's going to be kind of like I, I think the way I understand it, you know, 
almost like a party type and party deck environment yeah, over really. there in right field. And oh, so I think this cool. is about building different experiences for Auburn people to consume. If they want the traditional, you know, be close to the action, there's still plenty of great seats that there's always been in Plainsman Park. But if you're looking for something different or you, you want a dip, different kind of vibe, then you can go. And, and even those luxury boxes, which a lot of people – you know, are not usually trying to go the luxury box route because they might be priced out of it. But you know, that's something that builds a lot of quick revenue for the pro for programs, and so that is an experience that's not been available at Plainsman Park because that press box has really just been media right. and, and and TV personality and all of that. So just the ability to have luxury boxes is something new to Plainsman Park. So just building different types of experiences to consume Auburn baseball. Come to the baseball games. You won't regret it. It's a great experience, and they're only improving that. Operation Atmosphere is what Butch Thompson put into play last Sweet. season and they continue to make amazing strides in that regard. All right, we haven't heard from him since Monday, but our grand pal, great pal, best of friends, retired Ward Amp Steve joins us coming up here in just a moment on Sports Call. to join our conversation tweet us your thoughts on twitter at sports call au this is jake crane host of the jboy show and you are listening to the abby award-winning sports call Back on Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show, J.J. Jackson with Javon Cutler, Brand Daughtry, and Ryan LaVoy. We hope that you're doing well. Did who? I just say Javon with who? Cutler? Who's, who's it? You who's said here? Javon Cutler. <laughs> <laughs> did so I miss Cam Berry's name? Yeah, you yeah. did. Yeah. Boo. Look, man, look, man I miss him too, but come on. <laughs> we were talking about Javon earlier. He's been on the head. I mean, yeah. I was reminiscing on our great conversation, <laughs> catching up with him. Javon, Shout out Javon. misses you. Shout out Javon. I miss him big time. Uh, I'm JJ. I got that part right, correct? Wait, I thought yeah. you were Brooks. <laughs> yeah. Where's Brooks? You, got, you, got, got th- you got three out of four. You got a 75%. Brent and Cam. Yeah. Damn. Oh, Is Christian sad. Page around? <laughs> oh, yeah. Go back to the whole time machine of all our co-hosts. Yeah. What a year that was when Christian Page was a part of the program. Great things. Great people here on Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show. All right. 334-887-3401 or toll-free at one 9 tiger 9 if you would like to call in and be a part of today's show. As We'll take this chance to go back to our phone lines and joining us on today's show. War Damn Steve. Retired War Damn Steve joining us here on Sports Call. Hello, Steve. Good afternoon. You know, it's a uh, numbers game. It's a numbers game indeed. Yes, sir. And I uh, enjoyed that conversation you had with Mr. Erica Zweig, is that his name? That's right. Thank you, yes. Yeah, yeah. The numbers game. Well, speaking of numbers game, gentlemen, uh, the numbers at Vegas Insider uh, do not look encouraging. Uh, I was feeling pumped up for the season. And have you guys had a peek at the recent uh, updated uh, football total odds, winning total odds for every team? I haven't got a chance to look at that. Not too good for Auburn. They originally started at six and a half. They've gone down to five and a half. So we're not getting love from the betters or from Vegas, apparently. 
Uh, what do you make of that, guys? A little interesting that it started at six and a half. I would have I would have thought it'd be the reverse of that and start at five and a half and maybe go up to six and a half. Um, I We're guess going that down, Ryan. right. That's what I'm saying, and I'm surprised. That's what I was saying. Um, and, and so I, I think that it indicates people obviously not uh, favoring Auburn there to to get the over, and I guess that's why they put it down. Uh, and I'm a little just surprised by that, considering I think the sentiment was good after SEC media days that Brian Harson uh, did what he needed to do with the media and looked strong doing it and that sort of thing. So I'm a little surprised to see it go down. Uh, I think ultimately, you know, a six or seven win team, a six win team is is in line with the thought process around the league that Auburn will finish seventh. So I mean, it's not too surprising. Other than like I said, I, I would have thought maybe that to be the inverse. Well, I mean, if you were just look at that, you know, numbers don't lie, but those who interpret them do. So maybe I'm one of those people. But you know, I can't recall when Auburn has been a win total that low of a preseason prediction uh, with Vegas. And um, you know, we're, we're in company with people like Ball State, five and a half, South Carolina, five and a half. I said, wow. Uh, so apparently, uh, Vegas are the people who are betting this uh, for Auburn's win totals, they must think that our team is in shambles. Well, and also that the league is very good. I mean, it's catch-22. You know, if Auburn played Ball State schedule, they wouldn't be only favored to win five and a half games. They'd be favored to win the conference. So, you know, part of it is, is obviously the robust teams that, that Auburn plays and the, and the incredible talent uh, league-wide. But, but you know, I, I'd be curious, Steve, you, you brought up if Auburn's ever been – pick this low and off the top of my head no they have not but I would have just wondered if we went back in time after that 2012 season and going into year one of Gus Malzahn obviously we know the team ended up going to the national championship game that year but what the what the thought was around SEC circles what Auburn would do in 2013 because I, I seriously it's been long ago and I and I don't remember yeah let me ask you can I uh, can I uh, get that information I just googly find out what the odds were at that time for Auburn uh, it's possible. I, I'm not sure. I haven't. I haven't deep dived it. And I could do it along here with you. I, I don't think Auburn maybe been picked last, but maybe their win total was, was pretty low. Uh, you know, because just coming off Auburn's worst season, I don't know ever, uh, and and having a new coach, I know the expectations couldn't have been high. I don't remember if they were as as low as they are now, but they certainly weren't weren't good. Yeah, but that's that's what I you know I'm just I'm, not, I'm making um, not very much sense. You know, yeah, I'm, I'm Auburn Homer. Uh, yeah, I know we got some. You know, you know, so some some uh, obviously positions that uh, are going to need to improve, but darn five and a half. I mean, uh, surely we're better than South Carolina. It's a startling look. It is a startling number number, and I know a lot of people are startled by it just because I mean this is a program that wasn't happy winning eight games. So let alone, you know, if the projections are to win six or seven, I mean, yeah, that's a startling decline. And so I totally get where everyone is coming from. And again, I would just say something that that I said last week at SEC Media Days. Yes, the expectation around the league is that Auburn will be at the bottom of it. 
However, I think everyone still acknowledges there is still a ceiling on this team that has it winning nine or so games. Now, that's just one of the outcomes. There's still absolutely outcomes where Auburn only wins five or six. But there's an array of outcomes. This team has a lot of questions, and when you have a lot of questions, well, you have an opportunity for a lot of good answers. So it doesn't mean it's fated to be a terrible team. It still has the potential, but obviously the the most common suggestion is that it will be a, a big struggle for the team this year. Yeah. Well, I can let you know from listening to uh, Josh Pate's uh, uh, Late Kick podcast uh, from last week, he said he put his money, he says this, so I trust him, uh, on Auburn's win total being above six. There you go. It's good confidence to have. We like that. And he usually is not much of a homer when it comes to Auburn. I mean, he's pretty uh, straightforward you know, and pretty critical uh, in his – you know, observations about the team. So uh, there we go. All right, moving on, guys. Speaking of our team, uh, did you happen to catch this one? This one comes from, uh, uh, let's see, uh, Chris Roslin, must be a sports writer uh, from uh, MSN. It says, Georgia Star has a surprising pick for SEC's toughest stadium. This came uh, from the SEC Media Days from Georgia linebacker Nolan Smith. He was asked to name the toughest road environment in the conference. Who was it, guys? Jordan Hare Stadium, yep. I believe. Yes, very good. And, and uh, hey, Steve, one quick thing before you continue on with this. I just wanted – I looked up what we were talking about in 2013. Uh, yeah. I saw a Bleacher Report article that had worst-case scenario for Gus Malzahn's last year at 2-10. and 10. And a best case scenario only at eight and four. If you want to see an example of Auburn far out out achieving the expectations, so just gave you one example of that. Twenty thirteen. Okay, got it. Thank you. I appreciate that that info. All right. So, uh, so were you surprised that uh, this uh, Georgia player picked Jordan here as being the uh, toughest uh, conference uh, that you will play in? So I'm going to look at this kind I'm of surprised. I'm going to look at this kind of logically and say I'm not surprised simply because Georgia does not even play in the toughest stadium, excuse me, play in a toughest game against a road team in their own in their own division. What I'm trying to spit out there is the toughest other stadium besides their own to the play small. in is Florida, yeah. and they don't play there because they play in Jacksonville. So the team they play every year that's going to have the toughest environment is clearly Auburn. You know, they it's don't crazy to think they, about. they don't play LSU every every year. They they don't play uh, you know some of the other big stadiums like A and M or Alabama. So yeah, I mean like they're used to playing in Auburn every other year, and so. Uh, without playing in Florida, Florida would be one of the best competitions to rate up against Auburn, but they don't play there ever. I mean, ever. And that's a debate with their two programs if they're going to start doing that one day. So, no, it really does not surprise me. None of the Georgia players in the NFL could talk about an experience at Ben Hill Griffin Stadium, which is just weird. I mean, it's just what we've known And you only play LSU and Bama one out of every six years. So, I mean, all those guys, you know. Starts to make a little bit more sense. Yeah, don't play them. And I, I, I hear what you're saying. It all has merit. The reason I was kind of taken aback by that he mentioned Auburn because they've been owning us at our place as well for a good number of years lately, haven't they? I'm surprised he thought that we were the most, you know, intimidating. Yeah, I mean, I but but again, I mean, okay, compare Auburn to the other teams they're playing. Like, do they have a bunch of trouble when they go to Columbia, Missouri? They have a lot of problems going to, you know, I don't know, Kentucky. Like some of those teams have their 
days in the sun, but like Auburn and Georgia is also such a big rivalry that the game is always going to have a certain luster and physicality to it. And yeah, Auburn has struggled no matter where they played against Georgia, but they've also had close games. Like I think of the 2019 season, while Auburn did not win against Georgia, Auburn had a fourth down conversion and a drive to try and tie and eventually win that game. So you know, they, they, it was still a very competitive game, albeit not a successful one for Auburn, ultimately. All right. Well, uh, moving on, guys, I'm looking forward to uh, seeing how many commits uh, we might get this weekend, uh, Big Cat weekend. Will any of you gentlemen be at that? No, we we, uh, we didn't receive the pass list uh, for the festivities or anything like that, and we'll read all the great reporting from the recruiting experts that are there. I know that they'll have a little bit of a session on Sunday, but... Uh, you know, the Jason Caldwells of the world, Keith Niebuhr, uh, Jeffrey Lee, Christian Clemente, all those great recruiting guys, they'll have the full rundown of it. But, no, we'll uh, we'll be enjoying a weekend off, Steve. Okay, well, that's good. But uh, that wasn't a slight to, to your uh, program, was it? No, not at all. You... Not at all. Okay. All right. So, have you guys seen the uh, top Heisman Trophy candidates in the SEC? Uh, I have not, but I can take a Some couple nice. of wild guesses at, at guys <laughs> okay. that could be yeah, up there. Right. <laughs> Who's number one, Toronto boy? Uh, probably Bryce Young. The four. Yeah, the odds are three and a half to one. Uh, Having one next? on one already helps. Who's but, next? Who's next? Number two. I'd Will guess, Levis. I, I was going to say Will Anderson. Uh, is that Mr. Brent? Oh, yes, sir. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I Both just Br- said words. Uh, <laughs> 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 yeah, uh, Brent. Brent said I, Will Anderson. Yes. Yep, that's number two. Yeah. Number three. I, I don't think there's a better player in college football for what it's worth. Number three. This kind of surprised me, but he's up there. Oh, Spencer Rattler. No. Cam said Will Levis a moment ago. Is Will Levis up nope. there? No. Um, nope. Is it Tank? Nope. I thought he might be up there, but no. Jackson Dart? Nope. Wow. Uh, Chris Rodriguez? I'm just throwing out names of good players how about, at this point. Um, nope. I can't think. Alabama Stetson Bennett? Hendon Hooker? Alabama. 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 Jameer Gibbs? Yes, that's him. Ah, Interesting. Fair okay. Enough. All right. Well, you we you think he'd be number three in the the terms of odds for Heisman? No, he was pick first team All well, SEC I mean, running back. He he is very good. It's not that he's not good enough. And I know there are comments from Nick Saban saying they want to get back to running the ball more. However, you know it goes back to when you already have the reigning Heisman Trophy winner on the team. I mean, the amount of things you're going to have to do just to beat him out, let alone like siphon enough votes away from him to give yourself the credit. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, it's difficult when you have someone else in the mix to get enough votes away That's from that person. Team. So, I mean, like, he is really good and he's going to have a good season. But I, I again, with Young still there, I, I wouldn't have figured him to be at the very top of the list. Okay. When you say real good, Ryan, do you mean like real good? Like really good, better than Tank. Uh, potentially. Uh, he had he was really good at Georgia Tech. Um, and, and he's, he's going to have a, yeah, he's going to be in a in a better situation. So based off the Tank that we saw last year, that that the Auburn team had had some problems run blocking, I would say yes. Now I think Tank, pure talent wise, does not take a back seat to him. But the situation is so good at Alabama, then Gibbs has to have the nod for now. See, that's what I'm going by. I think if Tank had a different had the office uh, line that Alabama has, I think sure. he'd be a top three. Absolutely. Yeah, anyway, I agree with you. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. So where did Tank, where did Tank fall in the uh, highest mods in the SEC? 
Uh, so you named three. Uh, I'm going to guess like six. Yeah, I was going to say sixth or seventh. No, no, not even that good. Yeah. Tenth? Ninth? Pretty close. Number nine. That's right. Number nine, 80 to one odds. Give it, just for the record, give us those four through nine if you have them. Sure, sure, right here. So number four is Anthony Richardson from Florida. Interesting. 50 to one odds. Okay, all right. He's tied also with 50 to one odds with Jackson Dark from Ole Miss. Okay. okay. Number six, quarterback from Tennessee, Hendon, uh, Hendon Hooker. Hooker. Yeah, I can see that. 66 okay. to one odds, who's also tied with the same odds as Jefferson, quarterback at Arkansas. Okay. Gosh, there's some quality quarterbacks in the league. Okay. Spencer Rattler, I thought might have been higher, but he's not. He's number eight. 80 to 1 odds tied with Tate Bigsby. Okay. And number 10 is Will Rogers, also tied with Tate Bigsby and Spencer Rattler at 80 to 1 odds. And that's it. Okay. I got you. Yeah, I think the concerns on the offensive line uh, for Auburn being able to run block really attribute to that a lot because some of those guys, like Anthony Richardson, has a lot of talent. And certainly, if Florida was good this year, he would be a huge reason why. However, I mean, he's been in a quarterback battle, so it's like not even a foregone conclusion. He's the quarterback all year long. So right. there's a couple of those guys I would still argue tank above, but I see what they mean in terms of adding value to a particular team. All right, and did you have to read this column by AL.com today by Ramsey Archibald. There's one college football team more popular than Crimson Tide. Who is it, guys? More popular than Alabama. Yeah, and I just like this team just as well. Ohio State? Yes, very good. Very good, Ron, yes. Another big brand. Yes. Uh, This is according to data from marketing research firm SBRnet. I'm not familiar with them. But, you know, numbers don't lie, right? They do not. But it's SBRnet. That's who they got this data from. Ohio State was was the, the top uh, team, not Alabama. Uh, they came in second. Too bad for them. All right, so they lost that number one battle. All right, and just sticking real quickly, guys, with uh, Auburn, did you happen to see that uh, none other than Mr. Cadillac uh, won a poker, uh, I guess, tournament last yeah, weekend? Yeah, in Tampa at Seminole Hard Rock Casino. Yep. Almost seventeen thousand dollars. I I know where that casino is too. I've never been, but I I go to that area a lot. There's so much advertising done down there for it. So I that's the only reason I saw it because I'm a little plugged into Tampa happenings. So a little known uh, for me anyway uh, talent that uh, Mr. Cadillac has been holding back on us. There you go. Hey, maybe you'll go to the World Series of Poker one day. Yeah. All right. Finally, guys, I did see. Nope. Yes. And so, if you liked Get Out uh-huh. and liked us, then you will like this movie. I was I told uh, the guys before the show, Steve, because I know you said you were going to talk about it. Rank the three for me, if you could, in terms okay, of your Get enjoyment. Get Out would be number one. Okay. And I put uh, Nope number two and us number three. Okay. All right. I've heard good things about it. I'm excited to see it. I'll probably be seeing it next week. Yeah. Uh, you really uh, – I mean, if you wait for it to come out – you know, live streaming, okay, but it will not be uh, the, the impact of special effects are fantastic. Uh, you, you won't get the, you won't really get the enjoyable experience that I got on the huge big screen of watching um, this, the visual effects that they did on this was uh, really outstanding. So I'm surprised if it doesn't get nominated for, for at least that. Uh, the acting was really good. Uh, the ending is a twist again that uh, you probably won't guess at it. Good, I love twist endings. 
Um, he 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 came again with his usual. Uh, gee, uh, didn't expect didn't that see one. that one coming. Awesome. Yeah, I I look forward to seeing it, and I'm I'm glad to hear that it really matters. That it's in theaters. I know it had for a horror movie, it had a bigger budget than most, so I figured the effects could be really good. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, now it's not a horror in terms of like real bloody or gory. That's sure, like Halloween stuff like that. But yeah, I guess they would call it. It's more of a sci-fi. Sure. There's all. I mean, there's different. Ty- you know, psychological and yeah, sci-fi is. A different genre, but also it has similar elements. So yeah, it's it's all. I don't want to say it's all the same, but it's all familiar with each other. So there, there you go, guys. Uh, I gave this movie entertainment there, and uh, I thank you for letting me uh, be on here as long as I did. Uh, you know what though? It's getting close to football season, and uh, it's gotten boring just hearing myself talk. <laughs> I want the other regulars to get on here. You know, the people that uh, I just love to get. You know, back on the phone and. You know, have yeah, him, we've uh, got some new Anthony. regulars that have been calling. We need to hear from Anthony again for sure. I want Anthony back. And uh, uh, what about Mr. Shadow? Can you tell us how he's doing? I need to get another update. I'll be honest. It's been a little bit since uh, since I've heard from him. We were able to talk about him a little bit with uh, last week at SEC Media Days with some of our buddies in Montgomery who do a radio show in that area. So we need to all get together and, and check in and see how Shadow's doing because it would be great to have him back. Yeah, and I missed the rant ravings uh, from James. James was an all-timer. I hope that we can get him on the show again soon, too. And uh, I'm calling you out, Jeff. Hey, man, come on. It's getting close to you know uh, that time again. Yeah, Jeff, Jeff called man. earlier this week. We got Terry Did from he? Talladega uh, calling into the show. So we got, we're widespread. It's been fun. Felix from Mobile, we've got some good characters. And so. finally, Luke. Hey, Luke, come on, man. It's that time again. Take me on. I'm, I'm the numbers guy, you know. Yeah, yeah that's right. That's right. We'll All set right. up another showdown with Luke. All right, guys. Thank you very much again for your time. I hope you enjoy the weekend. And uh, if anybody gets a chance to uh, to go to the movies and see Nope, go see it. You you will not regret going to see the movie. Perfect. All right, with that said, guys, I don't give a damn what Vegas says. Uh, I'm, I'm not buying it. So, War Damn Eagle and the heck with that five-and-a-half uh, prediction. Yes, sir. War Eagle. Thank War you, Eagle. Steve. Bye, guys. War Eagle. That's retired Ward Am Steve joining us there on the Auburn Bank phone line. 334-887-3401 or toll free at one 9 tiger 9 As we'll keep these phone calls going, we go back to our phone lines right now. And joining us on the program is... Tony from Tuskegee. Tony has called into today's program. Hi, Tony. Hey, how y'all doing? Great. How are you, sir? Yeah, I just got my battery charged up for football. Look at you. Yeah, so I took a little time battery than charge but um yeah uh, um what are y'all expectations i want to early prognose of y'all expectations for auburn this year yeah so i think uh, this is another uh year that is going to be very hard to project i think that the, the questions around the quarterback and wide receiver combination is just incredibly fair at the, at the moment there's just a lot of unknowns a lot of guys will have to step up uh, I think you look at a pretty talented defense overall. The defense should keep Auburn in a lot of games. But ultimately, the quarterback play and, and being able to convert these important situations is going to make or break Auburn this year. I think you're looking at 
a ceiling of nine wins and a floor of somewhere around five or six wins because I think there there are not many games that you can just guarantee Auburn has victory over. There's a lot of SEC West teams that are interchangeable. So I, I know that's a bit of a cop-out, but I, I think that Auburn is does not have a, a realistic path to an, uh, a West title, and I, I think there is a path also on the flip side of that where they're sc- really scrapping to make sure they make a bowl game. Yeah, I just want to mention about the offensive line. Say it's not exactly uh, SEC size offensive line. Hey, they're big enough. The guys are all of, all of the starters are about six five, three hundred or or bigger. So it's not a size thing, but uh, certainly under Gus Malzahn, they were they were smaller. They were closer to six four, three hundred or six five, three hundred. Some guys weighing in around two ninety for a. Uh, for the purposes of the offense that they ran. And over the last two years, Auburn's strength and conditioning has had to put a little more uh, muscle and weight on those guys. And uh, I think they are big enough, but uh, you know, talking about the offensive line, there is a ceiling on how good this offensive line can be. There's a, there's a lack of star power, but that does, that shouldn't hold Auburn back too much. Like Ryan said, I, I don't think there is a path to an SEC West title, but I think uh, nine wins is not out of the realm of possibility. I'm going to project somewhere between six and eight. Yeah. I got one other thing. I, I believe the um, Heisman Trophy winner will come from Alabama again this year. And I, I don't think it'll be Bryce Young or Will Anderson. A lot of people have forgotten about Trey Sanders. I think he's healthy now. The running back that was from IG and McCannis, he was number one in the class that he came out. We had gotten hurt and um, – with his foot the first year and year before that, he after that he was in a uh, car accident. But I think he's healthy now. And uh, if Alabama offensive line is as great as it's supposed to be, I think he'll win high. He could. Uh, Jameer Gibbs is getting a lot of recognition though as another running back that transferred in from Georgia Tech. Yeah, but I don't, I don't think he's the caliber. Yeah, he was picked to be first-team All-SEC. Yeah. We'll We'll see. I was was just hollering at y'all. Thanks for hollering at us. Sir? I said thank you for hollering at us. It's good to hear from you. Y'all have a good weekend. All right, see you, Tony. Thank you, Tony. See you. War Eagle. War Eagle. Thank you. Thank you. We appreciate that. All right, that's our good pal, Tony, giving us a phone call there. Yeah, I mean, we haven't heard a lot about Trey Sanders lately. Jameer Gibbs seems to be getting... All the buzz, but uh, let's take a time out. We continue sports call here in just a moment. Tiger 95.9 FM. Looking for another way to listen to our show? Be sure to download the Tiger Communications app and listen to Sports Call wherever you go. I'm Sammy Coates, former Auburn football player and all-SEC wide receiver, and you're listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. 
Check out Sports Call, Tiger 95.9 FM on the Tiger Communications app. JJ Jackson inside the studio, Cam Brandt, and uh, Ryan. I got everybody's name right there that you time. Go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't make us miss Javon again. Yeah, yes. That's, we, that's a little refreshing. We love that Javon guy doing big things up in Bristol, Connecticut, working for ESPN Radio. Awesome the stuff. Mothership. The Mothership. The Mothership, indeed. And we've had some good phone calls. We heard from retired Ward M. Steve. He's wanting to get folks back into football season, efforting so many phone calls from friends. And I am also ready to yeah, get back I mean, into football season. Yeah, I mean, let's hear from folks. Tony from Tuskegee called in and... You know, he was talking a little bit about the Auburn offensive line. He actually gave us a War Eagle, uh, which there aren't many other Alabama fans at all that call into this program that are willing to give us those. Yeah, that would, yeah. Uh, and then really excited about what Trey Sanders could do for Alabama football, yeah. Uh, yeah. which was just a little bit out of left field. I mean, technically with the talent Alabama has, just about every recruit you could, or every kid that's ever played there, you could get excited about their <laughs> yeah, potential. True. Now, some of them don't work out. Like any school, but uh, Trey Sanders was a big deal. I, I mean, I understand what he was talking yeah. about. He was a big deal when he got there, uh, but I think that they brought in Gear, Gibbs for a reason. Excuse me, and I think Gibbs is going to tote the mail most of the time this year. Let's get a phone call in here. 334-887-3401. Got about five minutes left here in the first hour of Sports Call today as we go back to our Auburn Bank phone lines. Luke from Alex City. Luke has called into the program. Hey there, Luke. Hey, guys. How are you all today? Very well. Hey, Hope you're doing going? well. Uh, doing well, yeah. Um, yeah, Steve, I'd be happy to call in more. I mean, he, he says he's the numbers guy. I mean, let's, whatever numbers you want to talk about, I mean, I, I feel pretty good about my team's numbers, so uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'll be happy to discuss it with you. Um, but talking about um, uh, talking about the running back situation and Trey Sanders and, and Jameer Gibbs, look, I, I appreciate the Trey Sanders a lot. I think he's a great story. I mean, not many people go through a horrific knee injury and then a car crash that, frankly, was he was lucky it wasn't fatal. It was really unbelievable. Um, and, and I think he's a great story. I really do. And I think he is very talented, and I hope that he, he has the kind of season Tony is talking about. That being said, um, I have all the faith in the world in Jameer Gibbs. I, I think he's fantastic. Um, loved him back when he was being recruited. He just wasn't quite as ballyhooed as uh, some of the other guys that Alabama was after. In fact, I think he was in that same class with Jace McClellan. And, um, you know, Jace is still on the team. Jace was, uh, honestly, I think Jace may be in line to get more carries than even, say, uh, Trey Sanders. But it's going to be, after Gibbs, I think it's going to be a running back by committee um, and they're all very good in their own way, but I think Gibbs is sort of the, the home run threat that is also a receiving threat. And when you've got a quarterback like Bryce Young, who when he scrambles, he's going to be looking for an outlet versus trying to run necessarily, I think a guy like Gibbs is invaluable. And I think a lot of this also was sparked by Steve going through kind of the Heisman odds. You look at Bryce Young, what he's able to do, Will Anderson on the defensive side of the ball, but then Jameer Gibbs – Luke had the, the second-best odds to win the Heisman for an offensive player at Alabama. And, and, Ryan, I thought you made a really good comment about just, hey, if you're playing in an offense with Bryce Young, who's already won the award, you've got to be sensational because Bryce is probably still going to be doing his thing, Ryan. Yeah, well, you know, he's going to, A, play very well. Right. And then, B, I mean, to override what he obviously means to the team, I mean, you're going to have to and, – and I know, I know Alabama said they will run the ball more this year, but – you know, I mean, you're going to have to have some type of Derrick Henry workload yeah. 
to overcome an already sitting Heisman Trophy winner, I feel like. Well, I think the one thing that will help him a lot is it wouldn't shock me at all if he were returning kicks, too. Uh, he returned ah. a couple of kicks for touchdowns, for touchdowns against, uh, excuse me, when he was for Georgia Tech. I think he's sort of an all-purpose guy. He's got a very Alvin Kamara vibe about him. And, um, again, not saying he's good as Kamara, just saying he's he's that kind of player where he's, yeah. he's an all-purpose. Kamara And I feel like that yeah. – yeah, that, that will help him uh, to a degree. And, again, look, I, even diehard Auburn fans, I think, would have a hard time saying Will Anderson is the best player in the country. I just don't think he's going to win the Heisman just because defenders never do. Sure. Brant, Brant said as much just a, a little while ago. He said he was the best player in the country. I, I think we all agree. Yeah, he's uh, he really should win it. He should have gotten a lot more consideration last year, frankly. But, you know, uh, it's sort of like uh, recruiting even. Um, Arch Manning is, with the exception of ESPN, where they have another quarterback at number one, Arch Manning is, outside of them, universally the number one recruit in the country. And I think most people believe that when you read a, 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 so about a blurb on, say, Keon Keeley, who's visiting Alabama this weekend, but he's committed to Notre Dame, or Caleb Downs, who just committed to Alabama, a lot of those folks say, hey, if, it, if they played another position – a little bit more glamorous position. These two guys, one of these two guys, would probably be the number one prospect in the country. But when your last name is Manning and you're a really good quarterback, <laughs> you're going to get extra credit, just like uh, Bryce Young. Even though he's awesome, Bryce Young is fantastic. But um, I, even I, as an Alabama fan that loves Bryce Young, it's it's hard for me to say that uh, Will Anderson isn't better. No, yeah, he's he's so special, and I'm excited to see the year that he could have this upcoming season for sure. And uh, yeah, we're just we're thrilled that you know football season is what thirty six days away and twenty nine days till week zero. Right, thirty six yep. days for Auburn and Alabama to be on a football field, and then twenty nine days for week zero. It's here, yeah, man. I look forward to y'all. Look forward to y'all talking about it a lot more because honestly, I've uh, I've never been a big Braves fan, big baseball <laughs> fan in general, and um, yeah, I get I'm ready. I'm ready for college football to sort of overtake some of that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't forget Auburn basketball is playing in Israel, so you got that coming your way next week too, because that's big hey, topic can, look, stuff. I can, I can watch that, and I'm all, I'm going to Alabama's uh, open practice tomorrow because they're actually taking off to go play in France um, ah. in a few days. So yeah, Alabama and Auburn are both going overseas, and it's brilliant. It's, it's fantastic. Right, um, you can do it once every three or four years, and and it's, you should do it. And both teams are welcoming in a lot of new faces, so it's a great team-building exercise, and I, I, it's also a chance to just, you know, build that chemistry. And right. so uh, I feel like it, it's a great move for both of them. Luke, thanks for the call today. Enjoy your weekend, okay? All right, guys, y'all too. All right, that's our buddy Luke from Alex City joining us there on the program. I had no idea. I mean, look, we're, we're Auburn people. We live in Auburn. We do a sports call Auburn talk show. But yes, as well. clearly, clearly understand that there is a large portion of our callers that – support the Alabama Crimson Tide. Yep. And we welcome all it's, of those phone yeah. calls and conversations. Luke is brilliant, has a lot of great points. I didn't realize at all that Alabama was going to France for a foreign no, tour this summer. Like, no, it's, like the SEC Network is going to be televising the Auburn games. A part of that is due to the fact that Israel is helping them make the, It's not like ESPN is going to pay tons of money right. to send a full production crew to Israel specifically for Auburn basketball. There are a lot of parts that are able to make that happen. 
Uh, but uh, yeah, Alabama getting a little bit of practice too. And I agree uh, against in a France foreign tour. I agree with Luke that if you have the opportunity to do that, whatever country it is, go uh, go <laughs> yeah, because it's a great. I mean, just think about being with your team together for seven to ten to fourteen days. Yeah, with the like, you have to be together. <laughs> You're not going to go wander those streets alone with no other. <laughs> form of guidance like you're going to be together and you're going to be playing basketball and be growing and and just in general yes these teams have new players but that's college basketball in general now like all these teams are going to have more turnover than ever before so i encourage yeah i think it's great for any team to go overseas new movie nate oats lost in paris you know (laughs) yeah Every, that goes for the yeah, head coach, Wendell too. Wendell Green Jr. Look, surfing through crowds in Israel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, That brings us to the end of the first hour of Sports Call here today. A lot of great phone calls. Let's keep the vibes going on a Friday. Alongside Ryan LaVoy, Brant Daughtry, and Cam Berry, my name is J.J. Jackson. One hour in the books, and we're rolling. One hour of our show is in the books. We've got more to come. Stay tuned for another hour of Sports Call right after the break. Since 1995, Alabama's sports talk leader, Tiger Communications, proudly presents Sports Call. It's time to join our Sports Call crew as they discuss the latest headlines and happenings around Auburn and the entire sports world. To be part of the show, give us a call at 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. We're taking phone calls all show long and want to talk about whatever you've got on your mind. And now, coming to you live from the loveliest village on the plains, Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show, Sports Call. Second hour of Sports Call starting right now on Tiger 95.9 FM and on the Tiger Communications app, JJ Jackson. Inside the studio with Cam Berry, Brant Daughtry, and Ryan LaVoy. If you missed it earlier in today's show, I misidentified Cam Berry as Javon Cutler. You'll be able to hear that on the Sports Call podcast mm, okay, brought to you by Coca-Cola. Uh, Cam, you and I are good, though. I mean, it's, oh, yeah. look, it, we were talking about Javon a lot today, and he was on the mind. And he was. We were talking about Javon and having his incredible game. Yeah, the homie. The homie. We love that guy for sure. Um, all right, here we go. It's the second hour. If you want to talk to us, call us. 334-887-3401. Tomorrow, four-star quarterback Brock Glenn makes his college commitment on 24-7 Sports YouTube page at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Central. Brock Glenn, the four-star quarterback, will be choosing between Ohio State, Florida State, Auburn, TCU, and Louisiana State, otherwise known as as LSU. So you need a quarterback every single class, and uh, Auburn's hopeful that Brock Glenn can be their quarterback in the class of 2023. Yeah, this is a big one. Um, uh, Tomorrow at 3 o'clock. This would be a very, very good get for Brian Harson, especially considering that uh, Brock has Auburn ties in his family. You know, he's he's been an Auburn fan growing up, and, um, you know, his I think he's had family that's been to Auburn. Um, So, you know, it, it's how do you feel about two four seven crystal balls? 
I don't know how much they know. I, I mean, the crystal ball, pretty much, I'm pretty sure it has them going to Ohio State, right? Yeah. Eight predictions, seven to Ohio yeah. State. Yeah. One was to Florida State, but that was the latest. That was like back Octo- uh, October, right. July 15th. Right. Uh, mean, Christian Clemente also, who we know covers a lot of recruiting, has a five confidence on Ohio State. The average is about a six confidence on Ohio State. But I right. think they start to know things. I mean, I mean the, yeah. the, they're, yeah, I mean, they're yeah, wise. I, and they they get, I just don't they, want people to get their hope they up. They talk to a lot of people that yeah, is not that he's, he's not going to be there. So then you got to move on to the next guy. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but, hey, if he does come to Auburn, that'd be big time. But, I mean, I'd understand the appeal of going to Ohio State, too. You know, I, I would definitely get that. But we just have to see. You know, wait till tomorrow. Hopefully he does want to come here, though. I would I would love to have him be our uh, quarterback for that class for 23. So it would be exciting. And you got to get one every class. The thing is, it's just a tough recruiting pitch because, yeah. again, there's one football to throw and hand off. And, um, you know, you have to prepare like each guy could end up having to become the guy one day because yep. right now Auburn would feel really great about – their prospects of one day having Holden Gurner start. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Auburn was really excited to get him this past recruiting cycle. But in two years, is Gurner here? Is he good? You know, I mean, look, there's so many questions about the transfer portal and everything. So you got to continue to stack these quarterbacks. And then, unfortunately, when you stack three or four really quality quarterbacks in a row, again, they're not all going to stay because right. if one of those guys hits the way you think they'll hit, they're going to start two or three years, and well, that's two or three years of that other pot shot not playing. So uh, it's it's a very difficult position to recruit, in my opinion, just because it of, it's very important, yes, but like it's just hard to keep everyone it's there. It's so hard. Like you, you, can't, get, you can't split playing time with a quarterback. And again, just, it just doesn't work. You get a quarterback in every single signing class. Period. Yep. Like you, you just have, have to. to, and yet knowing that not all not of them stay. are gonna, you know, like tell me right now who is going to start at quarterback in the first game of the season in twenty twenty four. And four, <laughs> and you can't. Yeah, I'm for Auburn. I mean, Calzada's young enough. Yeah, he I don't think Finley could. I don't um, think Finley will. Ashford could. You know, but but those well, guys well, probably want Gurner to be ready by then. Right. But right. what if Gurner doesn't want to wait to be ready by then? Exactly. Yeah. That's why I said you got to sign this kid and then, <laughs> or sign right. a kid. Yeah. And then what if the transfer portals popping and exactly. all of a sudden there is Some, somebody someone else's there's a sorry. Caleb Williams like player that's yeah. like I want to go to Auburn actually. Well, I don't know if Caleb Williams <laughs> quality, but but someone the Spencer Rattler to the Caleb Williams. You know, Williams is a weird thing that I can't explain because of the head coach. But yeah, he just followed Rick and Riley. Right, but Rattler, you know, lost a job to him, and so Rattler was a natural transfer yeah. that I think everyone anticipated. But, but that's the point, you know, is like – I was surprised he didn't go back to Arizona, but, I mean, I also understand you've got, why. You've got three hands. you got to have three hands. you got to have one hand in the development of your own players, one hand – in the in the high school kids trying to recruit them in one hand transfer portal yep. because a lot I mean look look around this conference it's ever changing like it's like getting better every day this is kind of what Philip Marshall asked Jimbo Fisher about at media days last week it's like 
hey, A&M's got the LSU starting quarterback, but Auburn's got the A&M starting quarterback, and South Carolina's got the Oklahoma starting quarterback. And, you know, was it Jack Miller trying to wrestle the job away from Anthony Richardson at Florida? I think it ultimately be Richardson, but that's a quarterback battle between a guy that's yeah. been there and a guy that's not. I mean, and, and, well, and, and let's go back a couple – Levis is not an original Kentucky guy. You know, so so that's a transfer. Yep, Hendon Hooker's not a Tennessee guy. Look around this league at all these quality Hooker? quarterbacks. Uh, Virginia Tech. Okay. Virginia Tech. And so half these guys, L, uh, was it LSU, they've had Brennan for 87 million years, but, <laughs> you know, Jaden Daniels, if he yeah. wins the job, Arizona State, over, I, I think I'm doing the math here, at least half the league are, would be guys that have transferred. I think it's everybody. At some point. You know, I don't, is ba- Basilac still at Missouri? God rest their souls. I don't souls. think so. No, maybe. I don't. Who? We don't know about Missouri's. They quarterback. have a quarterback think, coming in. The kid from uh, my high school. Well, I can't Stetson Stetson Bennett at Georgia. He's has been at Georgia. He, yeah. Um, Bryce Young at Alabama has been yeah. at Alabama. Anthony Richardson at Florida has been at Florida. Jefferson, Arkansas. And KJ Jefferson Rogers has been at, at Arkansas Mississippi State. And Will that's Rogers. Five. Okay. I don't know about the Vandy, and I don't know about Missouri, but that's top seven because everyone else will have been a transfer. So at least half the league, yeah. and and some of these guys are good guys. Can, like Will Levis is a good quarterback. You go back, Smith to was pretty good. What is today? Today is July 29th. July 29th, twenty twenty one. When we were doing sports call, go back and find it on the podcast feed. Unless it was a weekend, and then it wouldn't be there. Uh, but nonetheless, I'm sure it was an amazing show. But at that time, we didn't even think that. Oh, yeah, Zach Calzada is probably going to be in yeah, the right. mix for so the crazy. starting quarterback job for Auburn. Even yeah. for A&M at that time, right. it's supposed to be Haynes King. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Things that, change. That's the crazy thing here is you're getting all these teams backup quarterbacks and stuff mixing around and going everywhere. And, A lot of movement. Um, you know, that that's – that again, it's very difficult position, but it's, it's the most important position. So you got to do it, and that's why everyone's hypersensitive to the portal and to trying all these different avenues to get your quarterbacks. But just the way it used to be is dead. Like, you, you can't just develop a guy three nah. or four years. Those stories are few and far between now because guys don't have the patience. You're always looking for the, the shiny new toy. Like, if, if it almost feels like if someone's been a backup for two or three years, something's wrong with them. Like, like they're not good enough to go transfer to a big school, and they're not good enough to win the job at your own school. Like, like it's just not the commonplace. And I'm not saying there will never be that again. But, again, few and far between because those guys are going to go transfer elsewhere. It's wild just, to think yeah. about. It's just crazy complicated. And I looked up uh, who I was thinking about from Missouri, Sam Horn. He's going to be a freshman this year. Okay. But, um, he graduated from my high school. He's committed to. He was committed to Missouri. So, um, maybe. But who is little, he, who is the starter? I don't know who the Missouri starter this is this year. Let's see. They thought for a second they would get JT Daniels, and then JT Daniels ended up going to West Virginia. <laughs> JT Daniels, two transfers. Yep. On his way to West Virginia. So, again, it's just... Jack Abraham is a transfer at Missouri. Favored and, and to win the fit, job. Favored to win the job. Transfer. So, that's eight. Sheesh. And then Vanderbilt, if you care. Jack <laughs> Abraham care. is a former Southern Miss and Mississippi State quarterback. Why not? Sharing is caring. His, <laughs> his third spot there. Yeah. I, mean, I, I, think, I think it's interesting the way Ryan put it. It's like... If you are not, if you are a backup for more than one year, it's almost like something is wrong. Like you are not good enough because I mean, like 
I could ride the bench at, at I don't know, Ohio State, but LSU is a really good team, and they're looking for a starting quarterback. I could go there and play right now, or I could stay at Ohio State and ride the bench for another two years. You know, so I... I certainly do not blame these kids for making these decisions, but I will say it makes it a lot harder to keep up with, and it's a lot harder when you have uh, continu- continuity issues. Yeah. And I mean, let's let's look at Auburn right now. Everybody thought that Bo Nix was either going to go to the pros for having a great year or be back at Auburn for a senior year. Well, Bo Nix was Neither. a three-year starter, <laughs> and now he's in Oregon because he made a business decision. He wanted to go somewhere that had a better situation. And, you know, you can't get mad at him for that. No. Well, I mean, you can. I'm not going to. I don't think it's reasonable to get mad at him for that. I don't think so either. I agree. But, you know, it, it really is unfortunate that this is just where we are now. I, I'm looking at it, and Ken Seals and Mike Wright is the quarterback competition at Vandy. I don't. They both played last year. I don't know their statuses as far as oh, if they. And Vandy were probably goes else. through a couple of quarterbacks a year. They. I just confirmed that both of those guys have been at Vanderbilt their whole time. Good oh, for them. And then read a headline that last week at SEC Media Days, Clark Lee did name Mike Wright his starting quarterback. Okay. Well, Mike's the one with the positive TD to INT ratio between oh, the two good. that played. That's good. That's good. Uh, last year, if you care, Mike Wright was. <laughs> Essentially a 50% passer, about 53%. Uh, but eight TDs, six picks. Ah. Ken Seals, five TDs, eight picks. My goodness. So uh, just um, not desirable oh, situation at Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt. Okay, so <laughs> I think the official off. tally is eight transfers <laughs> should start in the SEC this year, meaning transfers that have at least right. transferred once in their career to get to where they are at now, and six homegrown products roughly. Uh, will be starting. So, and the six. And this league has a good quarterback crop too, huh? Bryce Young, Bryce Young, uh, Stetson Bennett, Stetson Bennett KJ, KJ Jefferson, Jefferson Will, Rogers, Will Rogers. Uh, insert Vanderbilt player here, Mike Wright, and uh, it's not the Missouri guy. It would be Richardson if, yeah, if he starts. But I said Anthony Richardson. Oh, you did? Yeah. That's fine. In that in that group, he did. Anthony okay. Richardson, Bryce Stetson, Young. Uh huh. Stetson, Stetson Bennett. Bennett, Mike Wright, KJ Jefferson, Will Rogers. Will Rogers. I don't think I don't think you said it the first time. Yeah, well, I don't, I don't, when you not. when you started when yeah. you put up the fingers, I don't you started off, you started off with the Bryce. Time. Yeah, yeah. So, so I didn't say Anthony Richardson. No, so but now we did. So it's six. Who, by the way, I think he's going to be really good this year. I'm really high on Anthony Richardson. <laughs> Top ten so, draft pick. So there, I, I, I'm not six. going that far yet. There's six, but like people forget, like just because he started two years now, that yeah, even Will Levis was a transfer when he when he came in the start and. Yeah, so there you go. There's the six. But the other eight, there's some intriguing, good players there. Rattler, uh, you know, when you look at Hooker at Tennessee and mention Levis as a possible yep. first-round pick, like it's not that's, – that's the fascinating thing. You can have all these transfers yet feel good about a lot of them. Yeah. These are not just spring chickens. You know, Max Johnson's a transfer, played at LSU pretty much all Jackson year last Bart. year, and he was okay – but does he I mean, he was a freshman, I believe, so does he get or a sophomore? So as he transitions to a new school, does he take a jump? Cam is Cam is very high on Jackson Dart. Dude, he's You love dude, that guy. He's freaking good. I like him. He's got some swag yeah, to him. He's 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 Oh, I've I've watched a few games with him at, at USC, and I'm like, all right. My, I will tell you this, and does this he, might mean absolutely nothing. I would we, we were my parents and I I came home for a weekend last fall. Uh, and they were still in the apartment waiting on the, the new house to get built. 
And I went to bed. I was tired. It was like 11.30 or midnight. I just went in my room to, to maybe play a little PlayStation 2 throwback and then go to bed. And yeah. uh, But a USC game was on. It was like the last week of the year. And I got up the next morning and just asked them how it finished. And they said, oh, USC lost. But that quarter my, – both my parents were like, that quarterback that USC has is really good. And the, and so that I know what I'm talking about. He's fun to watch. Whatever, He's uh, fun to there's watch. some analytical opinion from my parents. They like Jackson Dart. I like I like Lane Kiffin's offense. So yeah, I think that's that's true. where it's the the marriage could be really fun. Um, you know, but I, what's interesting is it that all like, Jacksons are elite. If we're talking about it, no, that's that's <laughs> fake news. Is that J- Jackson Dart is the assumed quarterback? And yes, I think he will start, but people will tell you right. that that is technically still a battle between him and Luke Altmaier. Right, right, right. Um, and that the the argument for Altmaier is here's Kiffin showing how he can actually develop his own guy. But I would tell you that, yeah, Corral wasn't somebody he recruited, but was Matt Corral his junior year better than Matt Corral his sophomore year? Oh, yeah. 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 So, I mean, there's Matt clear development there. So I, I don't know if Kiffin has to prove he can develop a quarterback, but but the argument is if he wants to improve upon someone that he himself recruited, then Altmaier would be the angle there. But but I, I would be really surprised if somehow that's, that happened. I think Dart should be the guy. That's such a weird argument to me is, like, instead of taking the guy who is the better quarterback, I'm going to take this guy who I can develop. Just that that's I know eventually better. make the better yeah, guy. It's like, no, who, who cares? Decision. Go win. You yeah. can develop a guy without starting him. I do I, like Jackson Dart uh, okay. because he's a good Even player. Even though I do think Jackson Dart will start. He's he's from Utah, which is fun. I mean, we talked about Utah earlier oh, yeah. this week. No, notable, notable affection for Utah football players. <laughs> Why right? did we talk about them on Sports Call specifically? I have no idea. <laughs> what? I have is no idea. We were talking about Utah? Mormons at one point. We were. I remember us doing that. I don't remember why. I don't know. Um was and it were they BYU, were they like surely BYU related right? No, yeah, were they not. were they like on a list? Maybe and it was you like think. a bunch of teams that made sense, and also Utah was there. Possibly, we were talk- I don't remember. We were, ta- we were talking about the the locked on family of networks. We weren't talking about it on the show. We were talking about it in the office though, because you do locked on Blue Devils, and we just we just locked on just added locked on Utes, right? And I think that's where the that's where the uh, the that that conversation did happen, but I don't feel like because I feel like we were talking about Mormons on Sports Call, and we didn't have that conversation on Sports Call. My cousin Vinny, y'all ever watch that movie? Yeah. Um, (laughs) Say you're a deer drinking water. Okay, you can't do accents, man. And then bam, my brother does that scene very well from my cousin Vinny. (laughs) That's a scene. It is. That's a scene. It is. That's proof he's watched it. Yes. Yeah, um, but hey, well, he's watched his brother do it at least. Wow. Right. I fell asleep <laughs> during the Eli. movie. Shout out to Eli. Um, Jackson Dart does not spell Jackson the same way that I do, for the record. No. Right. And he's it's like his first name. J-A-X-S-O-N. That's pretty cool. He spells it cooler. If you're going to do it as your first name, that's how you spell it. Is the S necessary there? But if you come across a Jackson, that last name... Spelled J A X S O N. Would you say that's cooler? No, 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 no. But as a first name, as a first name, that's it. the way to do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. if your first name is Jackson and you just spell it, what if your like first name my is last Jackson? name? 
And then uh, you're Jackson Jackson. Yeah. What if you What if you were Jackson Jackson? Yeah. Well, I'm technically. <laughs> what if, but the first one was spelled J A X S O N. J J Jackson. Technically, I'm Joshua Jackson Jackson. Yeah. You know, because shout out to Lyndon, the middle name that starts. Second with J L. stands for Jackson. Okay, we're talking. His last name was Johnson. I've got to get to. His middle name was correct, and he spelled Lyndon differently. Yeah. Lyndon B Johnson. He spelled Lyndon differently than I do. His middle name was just B. Um. I've got to get to a break in a moment. I think there is a president whose middle name was like just a letter. Like it wasn't an abbreviation. I Lyndon think that, B. Johnson. Was it Lyndon B. Johnson? Banks. I thought his middle name was Banks. Lyndon maybe. Banks Johnson. I mean, maybe I'm crazy. Google. Let's find this out in eight seconds. I'm pretty sure it's Banks. Well, it's, it says Lyndon B. Baines. Baines. Johnson. Baines. Okay. Close. Several letters were correct. What about Ulysses S. Grant? Does the S stand for anything? Are we gonna do? Are we gonna do the middle name thing here? Is that, yes, yeah. Ulysses S. Grant. It's only S. Is it Ulysses S. Grant? Yes. <laughs> okay. Can I ask a quarterback question, please? Okay. Please, yeah. Sure. Save me from presidents middle names that clearly I don't know. What do you think about the fact, Ryan, that uh, Kyle Shanahan is just all in on Trey Lance? And basically said to the world, Jimmy G, sorry, bud, but uh, you ain't it anymore. It's weird how it's really weird. public and straightforward they are because... Harry they, Truman, by the way, his middle name was just S. Interesting. <laughs> so was Ulysses S. Grant. Yes. Crazy. Okay. All I want right. to hear this. Trey Lance. All right. Um, I, you know, I can't really wrap my head around telling the guy in the building... We, it's not even telling the guy in the building that you're not the guy anymore. I can kind of see that. It's that, I mean, someone has to win a quarterback battle. Right, Every time there's right. a quarterback battle, someone has to be informed they're not the guy. But the way. to tell the guy that helped you get to the NFC Championship game, not it's only are you not the guy anymore, I am trying to, well, in a Super Bowl before that, that I am not going to start you and I would like to trade you. <laughs> On top of yeah, that, I yeah. would like to trade you. But you're hurt, so I can't trade you. Because that's essentially what they said. Right. Um, it, it's it's a weird situation, and it's also to me maybe they've just seen enough in practice to where they just think Trey Lance is just Patrick Mahomes of the NFC. I don't know, but it's a lot of eggs to put in a basket of a team that's been really good for a guy that's not got significant playing time yet. And it's it's a risk. Like, it it's a risk, risk reward because you can argue that if they had better quarterback play in these last yes, couple of years, in the Super they, they could have won a Super yes, Bowl. Yes. But you could also say that if Trey Lance is a bust, the whole team will start to rip apart. Right. Because when you don't have great quarterback play, they're obviously doing it on a pretty small margin of great defense and good running. And, good running. and with Debo Samuel – uh, correct. Is Samuel still there? He's still there. Okay, he's still there, but he's disgruntled. Right. So you're you're again. If Lance is bad and you're four and five, Samuel's going to be pissed. Your defense going to start to lose that. Your edge. running back. Your team will start week. to start to rip apart a little bit. Yeah. So yeah. it's a it's a risk reward thing. So it's it's really awkward. Again, I, I don't think Garoppolo. Is some incredible guy that like oh, they're just misevaluating he just this. Can't put you over the but, top, man. But. Yeah, he's just an average quarterback that is he still one is, of the best thirty two in the world? Yeah. Oh yeah. No, he's a, like there's definitely some starters that he's better than, but you know, it, it's it's whereas Trey Lance opens up the field more for you potentially, especially in Shanahan's offense, and then you know, I mean on both sides of the ball he just opens up the, the offense more 
than Garoppolo does. My thing in with, theory. Is, with yeah. that is yeah. like, in yeah. theory, yeah. yes, you should have won a Super Bowl already with Jimmy if, Garoppolo. Yeah. If Jimmy G doesn't miss a deep throw, they probably do win. A well, Super here's Bowl. The, like they had a big lead in the fourth quarter of that game. Them giving that up is not Jimmy Garoppolo's no, fault. No, no, not entirely. Yeah, I mean, no, I the mean, the defense has to stop people. I, yeah. I don't. I that game is not fresh in my mind anymore. But I do recall. Both of your points. I mean, yes, you have a two-score lead in the Super Bowl in fourth quarter. Yeah. Like, that's a lead you should hold. I also do remember some weird Garoppolo plays, yep. though, in yep. that game. But Absolutely. But, but either way, like, again, it's a guy you've proven you can get pretty damn far with. So you've got to have the guy to replace him that you can feel good about taking that last step. So it's just weird. I, I again, Garoppolo in a vacuum is like the twentieth best quarterback in the league. I get it. There's a lot that you can do better than. However, I would have liked to acquired a veteran that I am sure can put is better, rather yeah. than just bank on this yeah. rookie, this rookie is going player. to turn into that. Yeah, yeah. they, they yeah. are they just are placing the every egg in the basket of a kid who has not really taken a meaningful snap of NFL hey, football yet. He must he sat be the behind truth. Jimmy G for a year and now. They're saying it's Trey Lance's turn to take over. We've got to take a timeout. Sports Call continues in a moment. Want to know how easy it is to listen to our show? All you have to do with your Amazon smart device is say, Alexa, play Sports Call Auburn. I'm Corey Grant, former Auburn football and NFL running back, and you are listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. Here on Sports Call Tiger 95.9 FM, a football Friday. It's a good Friday. Wow. Uh, when we could talk about football. Again, our thanks to Eric Zweig, who was on the show yesterday promoting his new book, It's a Numbers Game, from National Geographic Kids, forward by Patrick Mahomes. Next Tuesday, Jason Reed, a senior NFL writer, will be on our show to talk about his newest book, The Rise of the Black Quarterback, uh, which will be fun to take a deep dive into that. Uh, Talking moments ago about the Trey Lance, Jimmy Garoppolo situation, and looking back... Uh, we mentioned kind of the similarities in the Alex Smith and Patrick Mahomes situation. I went back and looked. The furthest Alex Smith took the Kansas City Chiefs was the divisional round Second twice. Round. Second round. So okay. um, they were a wild card team one year yep. and then were a top seed in the AFC one year but lost instantly after their bye in the divisional round. So he never took them to a conference championship game. And then also remember – in Alex Smith's unique NFL career, he was the starter for the 49ers and got hurt. And if he doesn't get hurt, Colin Kaepernick doesn't take over and Colin Kaepernick doesn't take the team to the Super Bowl. That's so unfortunate for him, honestly. He sets up greatness. (laughs) He does. That's so great. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, yeah, and still a lot left to figure out oh, about. So well, is Colin that why Kaepernick's Taylor Heineke career. is is him? Exactly, yeah. Taylor <laughs> Heineke is him. <laughs> Alex Smith set him up. Yeah. Right, stand by that. that yeah. It is one of the the very unfortunate careers, though. I don't want to say of all time. That, that no, but it a lot is of historical context, but certainly of of recent 
memory. I mean, also, I mean, just inherently the, that gruesome of an injury. Yeah. It's just like there's very few injuries that can jeopardize someone's career now because 25, 30 years ago, you tear your ACL, then you're in trouble. You mm-hmm. tear an Achilles, you're probably done. done. Um, in baseball, if you need Tommy John 30 years ago, there's serious doubts on if you're ever the same again. And now all these injuries because of science, I mean, it's a rite of passage in baseball to need Tommy John surgery. Like every, yeah. like four out of five guys feel like they've done it. You tear an ACL in the NBA or in the NFL, usually you get your full cutting allotment back. Yeah. You get your full speed back. Maybe the second time you don't. Not exactly. Um, you don't exactly then, have that bounce and that uh, same kind of athleticism, but it's you, it's you close. And then yeah, even even in uh, I don't remember as many examples in football, but even now we've seen a couple times in the NBA with Achilles. I mean, Durant looks the same to me. Uh, (laughs) You know, Clay was a little slow, but that was just coming back off of two of those bad boys. We'll see about next year. So, I mean, modern medicine has made it possible to break almost everything and and get back. However, I mean, Alex Smith was it was awful. Pretty close to done. If you have not seen his E sixty. Um, Dude, one, it is incredibly so gruesome. It is. Oh, um, oh. But Alex Smith was borderline needed his leg amputated. amputated yeah. I mean, change of life, much less career. Yeah. And the recovery, and honestly, miracle uh, that, that he was able to go through yeah. and the fact that allowed him. And he could to, play again. Like, yeah, that was that crazy. able to step back on the field again. And so just, now I think his family's excited that he has officially retired and there yeah. is no big if you're threat a defender, of playing football. And you have a chance to hit him. How no. like how do you approach that? I yeah. gotta have a heart. <laughs> but at the same time, you I better be in the middle of that body. Yeah, yeah. you better like, not I'm be not below that middle, away, bro. I'm like I I can't I can't sit I can't stand there as a player and be like I'm going you know I'm hitting him also no matter what you know no matter how I gotta hit him I'm hitting him. But then again I don't know. You know, I mean, he's out there, so yeah. And accidents happen sometimes. Yeah, you just get things kind of shoved down, and where are you supposed to go? But um, that is an interesting fact. Where there's the moral of the story, dating back to ten minutes ago, you know, <laughs> San Francisco is going to be a very interesting team to watch this year. What Trey Lance does, how that team kind of uh, forms and reacts to him being the guy there. Call in and chat with us three three four eight eight seven thirty four zero one or toll free one triple eight nine Tiger nine. If you would like to call in and be a part of the program, what we need to do right now that we have yet to do on today's show is celebrate our birthdays in sports. It's time for today's birthdays in sports. All right, a couple of birthdays here today. Dan Dryson is turning 71, the former MLB first baseman who made his debut in 1973 for the Cincinnati Reds, a career batting average of 267, two-time World Series champion in 75 and 76, Cincinnati Reds Hall of Fame Award winner Dan Dryzen is turning 71. You guys want a fun little trivia question or fact? Two-time Maybe. World Series champion in 1975 and 1976. Do you know who was the play-by-play voice of the Reds for those World Series in championships? I in don't. 75 and 76. Jack Buck? No. No? I don't know. Al Michaels. Really? Was the voice of the Cincinnati Reds when okay. they won those World Series. Uh, Dak Prescott is turning 29 years old. 29 years old for Dak Prescott, current NFL quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys, talking QBs. Can you believe it? Footage right now of Dak Prescott at training camp for the Cowboys. This is his seventh NFL season. 
Wow. He is at his seventh training camp in the National Football League. Already at 29 years old. It makes more sense in that regard. But, of course, out of Mississippi State, an offensive rookie of the year, two-time Pro Bowler. But, yeah, he's now in his seventh NFL year. Dak Prescott, 29 years old today. Happy birthday. Yeah, I remember when he was just a rookie, but I also remember Mississippi State where he literally made them the most relevant that they've ever been. Yeah, so number one in the country yeah, at one point. Yeah, extremely talented player. Dak is good, right, yeah, Ryan? Yeah. 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 Dak's Dak's pretty good. I'll, I think he was worth what he. He, got he always has a lot of debate with his name. He does. Well, that happens do, do, when you're the Cowboys quarterback. Do you want to finish birthdays and then get into the discourse? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Pepper Johnson is 58 years old, former NFL linebacker and NFL coach, current defensive coordinator for the Tampa Bay B- Bandits. Tampa Bay Bandits. But, I was about to say. You know, I, was <laughs> I don't know up. who we, yeah. you know, I was setting that up to be Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Well, Larry that was good. That was uh, funny. Of the uh, USFL. So, uh, two-time Super Bowl champion as a player, two-time Pro Bowler, and three-time Super Bowl champion as a coach. Pepper Johnson is walking around with five Super Bowl rings. Nice. And then the defensive coordinator for the Tampa Bay Bandits of the USFL. And then finally, Sonny DeShera is turning 23 years old. Shea Luna is playing Shea somewhere, Luna. and he is playing now for the Huntsville Trash Pandas. Yep. They just uh, made it official today, too, actually. years old. Happy birthday, Sonny D. Yeah. That's very cool to start in AA. We went over that with Lindsey Crosby the other day, but makes sense. But it's still fairly rare to go straight to AA out of, out of uh, getting drafted. Birthdays in sports here today on July 29th. Dan Dryzen, Dak Prescott, Pepper Johnson, Sonny DeShera, all celebrating their birthdays today. Happy birthday, Dak Prescott, who's 29 years old. I wanted to go back here for a second. Right, okay. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. it, it always sets up good conversation. Yeah. Like seven no. years in the NFL, and there's always, you know, we talked about earlier in the office today, Cam, you were talking about the big conversation amongst football people and players is guys have to get to that second contract. Yeah, yeah. And by time. time contracts come up, and when Dak Prescott was coming up for oh, a contract, that was the only thing the NFL world talked about yeah, yeah. was whether or not this guy was going to play on a franchise tag or what kind of contract he was going to be able to get because is he really worth it, the I money mean, that he was wanting? And I mean, personally, I think he's worth it. You know, I, you know, they're looking for a quarterback for a little bit, you know, I post Romo and I felt like he was a pretty, pretty solid as a rookie. I mean, coming out in the way well, he got drafted in the fourth round. Right. So. I, I would say that that's pretty much worth it, and he kind of elevated himself and made it worth it. Um, obviously, Dallas has to do a little bit better in the playoffs, and I think that's where a lot of people kind of hold it against him. But, you know, that's what – I mean, football's a team sport, so it, it's it goes deeper than just having, you know, a decent quarterback. You know, they've always had a pretty solid offense. It's been rel- really the defense that's been the problem for Dallas. Um but Dak is a, is a talented quarterback. He's a very good quarterback. Um, you know, probably I don't know where I'd rank him, but I would say that he's worth it for the Cowboys. I'll put it that way. Um, yeah, ranking would be tough. Uh, I feel like we're gonna end up talking about so many quarterbacks today. Just gonna have to go ahead and give the list of like top thirty-two <laughs> oh guys top and just 32. have pain filling all that out and splitting hairs, but. <laughs> You know, Dak's good, and I don't think that you, you know, better than Dak Prescott grows on trees. So, 
he is not their issue. It is it is figuring out like all of their defensive elements because it's like for all the amount of turnovers that they force and and Trayvon Diggs is top of them. Like they're big play defense, but they don't make consistent stops. You know, like they. <laughs> They force these turnovers, yeah. and then they they give up the next three possessions or scores. And I was gonna say, and that's my whole thing about everybody calling Trayvon Diggs like one of the best corners in the league. But we can we can go about that one a, a different but, way. But uh, <laughs> nevertheless, you know the, the the reality is is that yes, they're the Dallas Cowboys, and they have not won a Super Bowl in an awfully long time. It's it's gonna be pretty close to the level of whenever you know the period of time whenever the Yankees don't win I uh, talked about maybe not quite as bad as, as the the talk when the Yankees go on streaks without winning but it, it's right. a, it's it's, oh, it's talked about Gosh, it's talked talk about. about and uh, you know they have even you know not even been to a Super Bowl in a, in a while and we're talking about all these NFC teams and it's like how do the doubt let, let me just make a let's make a joke about how our our teams in the room here okay <sighs> How do the Dallas Cowboys feel that literally every team in the NFC South division, <laughs> which historically is the right, is made the up worst, of the worst yeah. teams, yeah. every team in the South has been to a Super Bowl since the Cowboys have been? It's the same conference. It's a it's a fair comparison. It's not they're not they're playing each other to right. get to the Super Bowl, and so I think that's the anxiety. And maybe we misrate these Cowboys quarterbacks because we judge them on such a stringent scale. scale. Yeah. Because I, I was looking at I wanted to really mess with everyone's minds <laughs> and, and go down a discussion. Who's better, Tony Romo or Dak Prescott? Ah, because, oh my gosh. <laughs> and that would really throw everyone yeah, for a loop because that's splitting hairs again. It is. I'd probably uh, say Romo, though. <laughs> so it's like they've all had – I was going through Romo. Romo had several seasons over 30 touchdown passes, yeah. several seasons over 65 completion percentage, several seasons over 3,500 yards. That always all sounds good. Dak Prescott here in a, in a few years here, he's got – Four seasons over 65%. He does have two seasons out of six over 30 touchdown passes, and he does have two seasons over 4,000 yards, okay? And so they've all – these are all great numbers. Like, I'm not even trying to say one over the other. I'm just saying, like, both these guys – Gave you good football. Romo had a few years there where he threw too many picks, but he also had a couple years in single-digit picks. Prescott has a couple years under or in single-digit picks. So, like, on paper, these guys are making these plays in playing quality football, and you certainly look at Dallas with Ezekiel Elliott, the weapons they have at wide receiver. Like, this is a good football team. But there's also just the drama around yeah, it, and maybe that's what screws just, them up. It's, it's the Cowboys. intrinsic pressure yeah. that they feel, but – you know, Dak is not the moral of the story is Dak is not the problem. Yes, he, he gets a payday, but all these guys get paydays, and 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 like it's it's kind of weird because until this these Rodgers and Mahomes contracts last couple of years, really the only highly paid quarterbacks like astronomically high were the average quarterbacks. Like Kirk Cousins makes too yeah. much money. Oh my god! Like just he <laughs> makes too much money. He's not good enough to make that money. At um, one point, he, Matt Ryan was the highest paid you know, quarterback. Jared Goff makes too much money. I agree. <laughs> you know, so there, there. That's the issue here. Is that who am I? Prescott, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Did he got a couple of big contracts? Didn't he? Am uh, I thinking of him? No, not him. No, because no, he never he had a lot of one year deals. Of a lot of one year deals. You're right. Um, I don't know. Wentz don't got know. a big contract. Carson Wentz. Once. Yeah. I mean. But but, but ne- Carson Wentz was a fringe MVP guy yeah. until he until he blew his knee out and he's just never been the same. So, you know, the the issue here is you're trying to 
figure out how to value a contract for a position that gets constantly over and underpaid. Like Tom Brady's never made market value for him. Rodgers, until this contract, never really made market value. And now they've kind of reset the market. But then you've got guys, like I said, just about Cousins and Goff, that were making way above market value for the 18th to 24th best quarterbacks. Like I don't even know where they would rank. You know, right now, like again, we'd have to do a very, very detailed list. So, Dak absolutely deserved a big contract. Do you want to argue on this million or this million, whatever? No. But you, you can't find many better than Prescott, and I would be hard pressed to blame him for any deficiencies that the Cowboys have had the last few years. Agreed. Let's play some numbers with Ryan Lavoy, um, because mm-hmm. this, this is some interesting stuff here, and you're so impressive with everything, um. That you stats and just the whole nine, um, and Cam has seen all the answers to I this. Have. So it's it's only he's looking at the screen here. It's only Ryan Lavoy competing in okay. this event. I'm gonna let you know yep. that since he entered the league in 2016, Dak Prescott has thrown for the eighth most passing yards, okay, and the tenth most touchdowns, okay, since entering the league in 2016. And remember, he did have a year where he played like five or six games. Correct. With that being said, name the seven. And again, all of this is nine. from Stat Muse. Uh huh. Okay, Stat, I love Stat Muse. It's great. incredible, Dude, I and love I love Stat the Muse pictures. Too. Yeah, Stat, I, like, the, I, I love like the pic- the headshots that they have of all the players. <laughs> it's just like a basic, like kind it's, of rise smile. Like, it's like, hey, look what I do. Here's a cartoon of find uh, anything. Here's a cartoon Muse. picture of Dak Prescott. How many times did Wilt Chamberlain go and have right. affairs at halftime <laughs> in the locker room? I want to ask you the category leaders first. Okay. Just take a shot in the dark at these that I've pulled up here. And then, since what you're 16? Since 2016, who has thrown the most touchdown passes in the NFL? Okay, I have to sort through two things in Can my I, mind. I'm not playing. I'm not playing. I can't see the numbers, but you said only Ryan is doing this. Right. All right. I have a guess, but I'm not gonna. Pretend. Can I ask you a couple qualifying questions? Yes. Help me out here. Um. Brady was suspended four games one of those years, correct? Was that like 17 that he was suspended for four, year, four games? Yeah. Or 16? Yeah. It was, it was, they won a Super Bowl that year. I don't know which one. 18. 18, right? maybe? Was it 18? Okay. So, okay, four, take four out of there. Um, Mahomes became the Chiefs quarterback in 18, correct? Yes. Because they lost AFC Championship game, then won Super Bowl, then lost Super Bowl. Then yeah, 18 feels right for that. Okay, I'm just just in my head. I'm going to go Rodgers leads in touchdowns. Since 2016, Yeah, he is second. Ouch, awkward. <laughs> um, I will go ahead and say Mahomes was my guess. But you're right, he didn't play for two of those seasons that we're talking about, so it's probably not him. And Breeze is retired for... A year now, surely full year. Okay, I'm just gonna guess that. Drew Brees since twenty. This is good fact. Uh Since 2016, Uh Dak Prescott has had 143 touchdown passes, right? Which is very impressive. Drew Brees Uh has 143 touchdown passes since 2016. Patrick Mahomes, Uh two fewer years, Uh is 151. Okay, so he's one of the guys above him. Yes. He's a I mean, I'm going to guess Brady then next. It is yeah. Tom Brady. Yeah. Tom Brady has 196 touchdown passes since 2016. He has played six more games than Aaron Rodgers. Aaron oh, Rodgers has about. 192. Okay. Forgot about Rodgers missing a little time as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so Very I good. guess t- 10 games. He mi- he's missed 10 over the last six years then, right? Because Brady's missed four. 
unless Brady's four didn't was before that. I don't know. Anyway, Tom um, Brady has played ninety three games uh-huh. in this and stretch. Played eighty seven, and Rodgers has played eighty seven. Are they including playoffs? I cannot tell you. Okay, awkward. Yeah, then you <laughs> would you, what yeah, you would have no. Been. Hang on, we can do this six times. <laughs> no, that's regular season because five, five years of sixteen and one of seventeen possibilities. There you go. There you go. So it's regular season stats for you then. Who has thrown the most passing yards since 2016? You're smiling like this is like a goofy, interesting <laughs> answer. I didn't um, mean to. If I did, did I, I really? I read your body language. Okay. Yeah. It's, so it's not Brady or Rodgers. Who is it? Is it Brock Osweiler? <laughs> <laughs> um, I've not heard that name in ages. <laughs> I know the Broncos paid him like he was going to at one point. I think yeah. he got a big contract. I want to tell you this. The most passing he, yards since uh-huh. 2016, Kirk Cousins uh-huh. is third. I really? figured – they well, because they throw all the time. Dalvin Cook's a person, and they're just like, well, we paid Cousins all this Tom money. And they Brady, had Diggs and Thielen, to be fair. Tom but. Brady is second. Okay. And I told you that Dak Prescott was eighth. Uh-huh. So the most passing yards who, since 2016. Who chucks the thing a lot? Tom Brady is second. Kirk Cousins is third. I don't know third. if you're going to get this one, honestly. You don't think I'll get this one? I don't know. You you might. So, I kind of... Really? Yeah. I yeah. kind of Interesting. Think, but it makes I'm sense. I'm going through it high does. volume. It guys. does make sense when you if think about it. If he hadn't missed last year, Watson, Watson throws for a million yards, but he's not going to be up there because he missed a year. I think you've got to look at someone who's played all the years... I think you got to look at somebody that chucks Watson the thing a lot. Way down there. Yeah. Th- this is this is the off the wall pick. You're gonna be proud of me for this. I'm gonna go Matt Ryan. Oh, you're a dog. <laughs> oh, you're a okay. Got him. All right, man. Yeah. So twenty twenty seven thousand. The Falcons have dude. nobody but Matty Ice. Oh, durable. Twenty seven thousand for Matt Ryan. Oh, twenty six and a half is a for great Tom Brady. Word. <laughs> Brady and Brady's five hundred yards behind. Maybe. Yep, and then Kirk Cousins. So Brady was twenty six point five. Kirk uh-huh. Cousins twenty uh, twenty five point four. Derek Carr they, they, is they fourth. Chuck it a lot. Yeah. Stafford fifth. Chuck it a lot. Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, okay. Dak Prescott, Philip Rivers, Jared Goff, <laughs> Ben Roethlisberger, Carson uh-huh. Wentz, Drew Brees, Patrick Mahomes way 14. down there. Yeah. Andy Dalton. Jameis Winston, Ryan Tannehill, Winston? Deshaun Watson, Baker oh. Mayfield, Cam Newton, Winston Josh Allen, and Joe Flacco. 30-30. Cam is barely holding on. I Cam is barely holding on with more passing yards since 2016 than Josh Jeez. Allen. Those are always exercises in, like, can you remember who was available that entire yeah. time? Yeah. Matt is All right, your Mr. Last one. Available always. Your last one. Bring us to the yeah. end of the hour. Which means he's about to not be for the Colts. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Probably. Hey. Most <laughs> interceptions thrown. Since 2016. Most picks. All right, still got to play a lot. Well, actually, let me think about Jameis. That's three <laughs> That's three years of picks, so that makes up for him not playing much. That's three years' worth of picks. Uh, Jameis has got to be top five. I don't know if I'm married to him being number one yet. Hang on. Um, do you want help? Uh, do you think I need help? No, I mean, keep thinking. All right. Um, guys that play a lot. Rodgers never throws picks. Brady doesn't throw enough picks. Um, I mean, I don't want him to th- – you know, he throws enough, in my opinion. I'm just kidding. Um, Rivers threw some picks, but still missing a year. Like, I don't think that that is going to be up there. Cousins, mild interception guy. I mean, he throws some. Um, Prescott doesn't throw enough. There's no way Prescott's high up there. Yeah. 
Jameis still seems tantalizing. Hang on. Let me just find someone else out of the NFC South. Hang on. Let me just find another <laughs> coherent <laughs> guest because surely someone that hasn't played and had a suspension during all that would not be one, right? <laughs> um, but, damn, I just can't think. I've Jameis. Jameis wants yeah, the my correct boy. answer. Yeah, yeah. I you will say you haven't said this, the guy that's in second. Jameis has had seventy-six okay. interceptions. Can I take a guess? Since yes, since twenty sixteen, second place has had seventy-four. Close. Two fewer than Jameis, and then Big Ben is third really? with sixty-four interceptions. So who's second? Uh, I'm going to take a wild guess and say Baker Mayfield. No. Baker Mayfield has 56 interceptions. No, when he says it, you're going to be like, that makes sense. 56 interceptions, and then Tom Brady has 53 interceptions. Really? Since 2016. Yeah, Justice for Baker. Not nine or ten a year. Um, oh. Someone's played a lot. That's... Big Ben has 64. Oh, you know and what? Matt I, I Ryan, got it. Matt Stafford, and Jared Goff have 63. Never mind. You said Matt Stafford. That was going to be my next guess because he led the league last year and he plays every year. Um, you were you're gonna you know this name? Yeah, I know this, you know and it's it. gonna yeah. make so much sense. It, it makes so much sense. Hmm. And it's not. Uh, is it Wentz? No. Not Wentz. No. And can I? You want another hint? Yeah. Not still playing. Not still playing, no, so he's playing. done. Doesn't too. have a job. Well, it's not Breeze. Well, I assume he has a job. He does have a job, actually. And if I told him his job, I'd give it away. It's not Rivers, or is it? It is, is Phil Rivers. Rivers. Seventy-four yeah. interceptions that's, since twenty sixteen. So if he didn't play a year, that's about five years. That's about fifteen a year. Then he probably should calm down a little bit. Yeah, Let's play the dude. stat muse game in the third hour of the show. <laughs> this has been fun. Was that okay? Yeah. Did you enjoy that dude. project? Yeah. No, I, anything like that. Because, again, it's not just so like who's fun. good, who's available. Yeah. You know? I mean, mm-hmm. th- that's a big part of it. Mm-hmm. Like, if you did an NBA thing the last three or four years, like, LeBron's still been a top three player the entire For sure. time, but For sure. he started to miss 30, 40 games a year. I don't know if he'd be up there. Who is the last name on this list, Ryan, with 40 interceptions since 2016? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> The Jaguars were right. Bortles is that guy. <laughs> Blake Bortles. <laughs> Only 40, baby. 40 picks Bortles since 2016. Is that guy. <laughs> oh, man. That's the end of hour number two of Sports Call alongside Ryan LaVoy, Brant Daughtry, and Cam Berry. I'm JJ Jackson. Two hours in the books, and we're rolling. Two hours of Sports Call are finished. Don't touch that radio dial. We've got one more hour to go. You're listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9 FM, WTGZ Tuskegee Auburn, and AM620 WTRP LaGrange. Whether you're leaving work, cruising around town, or listening on demand, we've still got some fun left for you. To be part of the show, give us a call at 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show has been on the air since 1995 and is ready for 60 more minutes of fun. Now, let's get this hour of Sports Call started.
Third and final hour of Sports Call getting started today on Tiger 95.9 FM and on the Tiger Communications app. J.J. Jackson inside the studio with Cam Berry, Brant Daughtry, and Ryan LaVoy. And boy, oh boy, are we having a really fun show on this Friday. A fun Friday is what we like to say. If you would like to be a part of the show, call in and chat with us. 334-887-3401. As we get started here in this final hour of the program, let's do our daily show recap. We've already finished the first two hours of Sports Call today. Boy, that escalated quickly. I mean, that really got out of hand fast. It jumped up a notch. It did, didn't it? It's now time for the Daily Show Recap. Um, can you repeat the part of the stuff where you said all about the things? All right, our Daily Show Recap. What's happened today, Ryan LaVoy? We've said stuff about things. (laughs) Oh, no, that was... Okay, um... We've talked a little bit about everything. We've had callers in hour number one and uh, talked some SEC football, some SEC quarterback play, uh, just the nature of transfers and, and how they uh, recruiting the quarterback position has is, is never been more difficult, but it's, it's still incredibly important. It's the most important position. And then we've also talked some NFL quarterbacks. We just talked a lot of quarterbacks. He's my quarterback has been the theme of the day today. And so a lot of good a lot of good talk on that. And, again, like I said, hour number one, I believe had four calls in hour number one. So uh, it's starting to feel a little bit more like football season. Which we're certainly grateful for. Call in and chat with us. We played a fun stat muse game that we'll continue here in a little bit, talking fun stats and sports. That's what sports are, after all, keeping up with all these stats. And we talked yesterday uh, with Eric Zweig, the author of Uh, It's a numbers game, football, so this has been fun for all of us. Again, the Braves have a three-game series tonight with the Arizona Diamondbacks. Good news that Atlanta is now reporting Ozzie Albies is out of a walking boot and the 60-day injured list designation Mm -hmm. set to expire on August 19th. So we're getting closer. We're getting closer to his possible return, but he is out of a walking boot, which is a positive update for Atlanta. Yeah, I wonder if he'll be ready by the time that uh, date actually arises, though, because he's still going to have to have a decent amount of rehab and that sort of thing. And I'd heard a couple weeks ago that he was not ahead of schedule, not necessarily behind schedule, but not uh, rapidly improving. So Braves have to patchwork second for a few more weeks. And, you know, I doubt that's something they'll look at the deadline because they will be getting Ozzy back at some point. But. Uh, just trying to get enough of Cano and Arcia to, to get you by. And we'll see what they can do this weekend against the Diamondbacks. Let's dive back in here as uh, we're taking a look at, at quarterback play. Uh, but what I like about StatMuse, again, StatMuse.com, one, they've got cool graphics that you can see online that we're big fans of. They've also got just like your random stat of the day where they could give you a randomly generated stat. And <sighs> here it is. Since 2000... Which team has the most two-point conversions? Talk about random. (laughs) I Talk about random. Since Since 2000, 2000. which team has the most two-point conversions? This is awesome. There's no telling. This is awesome. You said since 2000. Yeah, since 2000. Like last few years, it feels like Kansas City. Yeah, I was going to say Kansas City as well. But, I mean, but, Mahomes ain't been there for even half of that. Isn't this wild? This is awesome. Oh, I don't I'm know. going uh, to go. Something is making me want to say the Jacksonville Jaguars. You know, I, I'm thinking bad teams just because yeah. they're the ones that need to do it. Yeah, more. you're, you're going to have to come back from larger deficits. 
I'm going to go something like Cleveland Browns. No, they're they're terrible at everything they do. That's the other problem. <laughs> is this <laughs> is okay? That, is this is that these teams like the Jets and Jaguars and Browns that never go to the playoffs yeah. and stuff? They're da- they're bad. Is this attempted two point conversions or converted or two point conversions? Successful two point conversions. Going to get them to go Pittsburgh. Okay, know. let me ask you this number. I don't know. Two. Because this is going to be a total shot. Are you going to answer the first number? I am. Okay. But what do you think the number is that leads this category? In 22 seasons of, or 21, 21 seasons of professional football. Probably like 70 something. The team that has the most two point conversions. I'm going to go 40. Yeah, I was going to go 40. 45. The leader is 43. Well done. Guys, damn. Uh, I, I, I guess I shot. I'm just Pittsburgh. I have no reasoning. I, I don't like them. They get two point plays. I don't know. I don't know. Jacksonville. All right. It, Pittsburgh it could, is your guess. Yeah. Jacksonville is your guess. Mm. I'm gonna. I'm. Ooh. I'm gonna say the Cowboys. Okay, Cowboys are Cam's guess. Uh, Ryan Lavoy. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are 11th oh. in two-point conversions. <laughs> are you sure it doesn't feel like we're first? But yay, we were bad for a long time. 11th in two-point conversions since 2000. You have had 30 Good. successful two-point conversions since 2000. How do you feel? I'm trying to think if I can remember one. <laughs> have any happened in the last three or four years? I think... J- Jameis had one really early in his career, and it might have been. No, it was. I don't know. I'm going to be talking on my butt. I don't know. I don't remember any of them. You had the best guess was Steelers. Okay. They are third okay. with ah. 38. The Vikings, led by Kirk Cousins. Right, exactly. That's have why. 39. Oh, okay. Uh huh. <laughs> And then the Philadelphia uh, Eagles. That was going to be my most. next guess. The most famous two point conversion the of Philly all time. special. Yeah, yeah. they have 43. Two-point conversion since the year 2000. They I was in the right list state. out the top 20 teams. Interesting. And the Panthers are not one of those top 20. That the Steelers and the Eagles are in the same state. Yeah. That's weird. Because, that like, with the Florida teams, it's super easy to remember. Yeah. For me. For yeah. me, at least. Like, that connection is super I'm obvious. sure up there it's closer to Pennsylvania. Yeah. I'm sure they all That's probably have all vested know. interest in it. But Are you a Steelers fan or an Eagles fan? <laughs> Do you wear? Do you wave towels or the terrible towel? Do you throw things and, at uh, right, Sama? Are you ready for your <laughs> next project? <laughs> Dang yeah, it. next project. Yeah. And again, Cam's going to be able to see these, so Cam will not participate. Uh. If you promise not to look, <laughs> I ca- I cannot see. I've got that computer. Okay, well you moved it out of the way. All right, now it's in the way totally. It is totally in the way. All right, Cam so, can't participate. You we've can't got see. we've got two monitors. One of them's connected to our board. Right. One of them is like a you Google can you can give machine. your perceptions though, like what you think what yeah. you think about the list before we say it. Like you'd That's be fair. like, oh, this is surprising, or nope, this is exactly what I would have thought. You That's know, that fair. Kind of thing. Who has the most rushing yards? Since 2016. Oh, same time frame. Yeah, I think there's one guess here. I don't think that there's. I know he got hurt a little bit last year, but he's been healthy. He's played. I think he was a rookie in 16. I'm going to go Derrick Henry. I'm not even going to think twice about it. Oh, were you? I uh, was going very purposeful. Were you going to have a thought, Brant? I was. I'm going to go Ezekiel Elliott. Ah, you guys went one and two. Yeah, one and two. Oh, was Elliott one? And Elliott Elliott was was one. All right, Elliott. Because I remember Ezekiel Elliott was a rookie in 16. Yes. Elliott 7.4k. 
Derrick Henry, 6.8. But then there's a drop-off to third at 5.5. Who is it? Again, because this is a durability thing, you know. If Henry, if Henry plays all of last year, maybe he's at that seventy four hundred. Um, and Elliott missed a few games, but he's he's just kind of been playing through injuries recently. It's not that they've taken him out; he's just kind of played through them. Uh, third at thirteen hundred yards less. Um, I have a guess. I mean, you go go for it. Okay, I'm going to go with the guy who had his Heisman stolen by number two, Christian McCaffrey. No. Not quite. Hmm. Christian McCaffrey's nope. down at 3.6. He's always down the list. Hurt a lot, catches a lot. Yeah, that's, that's fair. Oh, this is rushing uh, yards, not total uh, y'all yards. Y'all might not right. get this one. This one's kind of... Fair enough. It's, it's kind of... He's good. Yeah, he's good. It's, it's kind of interesting. We just don't ever talk okay, about so the, You know what? But that's just a clue, though. This means this is a durability guy. This means he's just yeah. been there for six years. Doesn't mean he's incredible. Um, who's been healthy-ish Do for you want, six years? You want another hint? No, I don't think let's that's work with this for a little bit. Okay. No. Oh, you think I'm on the wrong track? Oh, well, then I'm Well, go, go with it. Go with it. Um, let's see. I ah, I don't know. I, I think there's a perception play. on the coast that he plays. Yeah. That where there we're is. at, there's You're not right. as much recognition. Yeah. And that, that's a big help. Okay, so he's a West Coast guy is what you're saying? Well, there's two Probably. coasts, and we're Probably. on one of them. <laughs> <laughs> There's two coasts in Ronald. Yeah. You're right, so Brandon. So you got West me Coast there. <laughs> Frank Gore. I don't know. No. It's not Frank Since Gore. Since 2016, Ezekiel Elliott has the most rushing yards in the NFL. Derrick Henry is second. This player is third with 5.5. Oh, you're going to. I think you're both going to be surprised, honestly. Fourth is 5,000 rushing I, yards. Dalvin Cook is fifth. I didn't mean to I, say his name at 4.8. I, I was going to guess Dalvin Cook okay, until you said fifth. West Coast guy. I did not mean to Let say Let me his just name. ask this. This could be a horrible guess because I, I think he's only been in the league a couple of years. But how long has Raheem Mostert been in the league? A few Other years. Long, yeah. Not years. in the not, top 20. Not long okay. enough. I was I was thinking Leonard Fournette again until you said West Coast. Unless well, they're just trippy. Like you know this Coast. name. Oh yeah. Oh, I it's know. it's a common enough name. I mean, is it who's the dude who's for the Chargers I, see, right now? See now you're just playing in my head with the West Coast East Coast thing. I'm probably focusing on the wrong coast. It could be still be an East Coast guy. <laughs> and you just who's running totally back for the Chargers that we talked about was really Eckler? good. Deal. Yeah, Eckler. No. Austin Eckler. No, he. It's a West Coast it's, guy. Yeah, okay. yeah, it's, it's a West Coast guy. <laughs> and Cam, we're not saying anything else. No, nothing else. All right. How West Coast? Is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, is he West touch? Is his state touching the ocean? <laughs> <Right>. How West? <laughs> West. <laughs> is there a team in Hawaii? Like <laughs> <laughs> Melvin Gordon's been. Marshawn Lynch. Up, is it Melvin Gordon? It's Melvin yes. Gordon. Yes. It's really? Melvin yeah, Gordon. Okay. Yes, he's been healthy. Again, I yeah. don't think he's been good yeah. enough, but he's he just, has been healthy. Yeah, five point five thousand rushing yards. Who's couple good Chargers? I mean, you got to think sure. about it. He's yeah. been he was toting the rock for the Chargers for, yeah. for a, a long good time. Few years. Yeah, you know, and then they kind of had that that contract dispute, and then that kind of happened. Got a little weird. Yeah, because now my is only he's Melvin he's Gordon out for, I don't even. Denver, but my because okay. my only Melvin Gordon take now is play Javante Williams. Right, <laughs> <laughs> that's my only take I have on him now. But right, he was sure, good in the, with the Chargers, and I'm pretty sure he held out for an entire season, if I remember correctly, over the contract stuff. So that's why the drop Elliott, off is so seven point four, Derrick Henry six point eight, drastic. Melvin Gordon five point five, fourth. You said Cook. 
is nope. Oh, fourth is, is five thousand, and Dalvin Cook is fifth mm-hmm. with four thousand eight hundred and twenty yards. Mm-hmm. Sixth is oh, just four be total yards behind. Oh, so this getting Dalvin proud. Cook? Oh, yeah, yeah. So fourth, fourth is going to be interesting. Fourth has some room though, clearance from Dalvin Cook, who's about three hundred more yards than Dalvin Cook since twenty sixteen. Name we've not said yet. Um. I just don't know if they've run enough, but he's certainly a good enough player to be here. I think he got in the league around 16. Alvin Kamara? Not quite. No, no not yet. I have no idea. Kamara is ninth. Okay, and I have... Think dominance and drop-off. Dominance and drop-off. That's very fair. Barkley? <laughs> not yet. No. I was thinking Charles Barkley. I don't know why. <laughs> oh, no, that would be first. terrible. <laughs> Make a heck You're talking of a Saquon Barkley, but no. Yeah. Dominance and then drop off. Hmm. This tells you the health status. Uh-huh. Saquon Barkley is not in the top 15. Damn. Wow. Damn. Oh, boy. Trying to... So like much of being really a great running back and is then just fell being off. lucky. Yeah, I mean, and, and it was a drop. One of the like best running backs at one point was, this isn't going to help you because oh, you don't play oh, fantasy football, but oh. he was perennially the number one pick God, in everybody's draft. Who was draft. The, the dude who was with the, the Cardinals who tore his ACL? No. David Johnson. David Johnson was the number one pick at one point in fantasy leagues, yeah. but not him. Not okay. enough productive years. Not a Lions running back. They perennially don't do that. Um. <laughs> it is in the NFC. Oh, okay. East Coast or West Coast? West Coast. <laughs> West Coast, yeah. Since 2016, the NFL running back with the fourth most rushing yards. Todd Gurley. Yes, Todd sir. Gurley. Todd Gurley. You can see that. <laughs> yeah, okay. you can yeah. see that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, he would have had a long career. He just had the the ACL the, injuries yeah. in college pre-wrecked him for having a yeah. short NFL career. And then it's Dalvin Cook fifth, and then Nick Chubb just four yards behind Dalvin Chubby. Cook. Right. That's going to be a fun race in seasons. To come. Oh, Both those guys God. still yeah, going. Chubb's good. You know? And he's still healthy. Yeah. Most, most rushing touchdowns since 2016. All right. Most now, can, touchdowns. Give us this. Is the list fairly different here, or are we still floating around the same names pretty much? Like, Because I, I would be inclined to start what what was what were the two Henry and Elliot? I'd be inclined to start those two. They played significantly more than everybody else. I'll start Elliot. Well, Elliot had the most rushing yards, right? And, and I'll start Elliot. And he Henry. does not have the most. Henry. Henry has the most okay. with sixty-five touchdowns. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I feel like I feel like if we asked this question like three years ago, Cam Newton would be near the top of the list. Yeah. Is El- Elliot two? He is third with 56. Wow. Someone has 57, and then Derrick Henry is 65. He's so good. If he just stays <laughs> healthy, he's, he's so good. Dalvin Cook? Nope. I'm trying to think of, like, big-bodied running backs, like a guy who doesn't get a ton of yards but is good for moving piles maybe we shouldn't wait as long to say this guy's name. yeah like i mean just think time. about the offense that this person was todd Gurley. yeah is todd second Gurley, with yeah. 57 okay. and then ezekiel elliott there at uh 56 Gurley was good he was yeah. Gurley was, was very good. good Gurley was good 
Then he came to Atlanta. And the thing played. about running backs is that once they slip, oh, they fall. Yeah. They oh, don't yeah. they don't kind of oh, re no. regather yeah. themselves. It's not there's some other positions that can kind of age more gracefully, but like once you start to lose it running back. I tell you what, I, I say that I thought of one guy though. God love Frank Gore because yeah. Frank Gore was still yeah. serviceable Frank for like 15 years. Uh, Adrian but, Peterson was pretty had a pretty mm-hmm. decently long yeah. career. Um, where is Le'Veon Bell on these lists? Because he was a guy who, who had like See, three or four years as the best running and, back in the NFL, and, and that's just such fell off a, a cliff. weird conversation as well. Because it's not even like he ever was. He never really got. He hurt. never got hurt. He it, never got seriously just hurt. Like he went and signed that big contract with the Jets. And, that was his mistake, and that might have been yeah. the mistake so, that it avoid was. Avoid the Jets. Avoid the Jets. But and he the wanted rushing, money. And the rushing yards. Le'Veon Bell is sixteenth since twenty sixteen. Yeah. Lamar Jackson right behind him, <laughs> and then Christian McCaffrey right behind him. I think for Le'Veon and Christian McCaffrey, their rushing yards numbers are down because the receiving yards numbers yes. are, pl- are yeah. way up there. That's true because they could do so- they could do it all. All right, last Lamar one. Jackson is an interesting conversation. Last too. one in football, huh. uh, and Cam's going to enjoy this one for uh, Ryan to think through this by a running back. Uh-huh. The most fumbles. Oh god! Since 2016, it's like not even close either. Most fumbles. <laughs> it's like it's not even close. I'm trying to think. And Cam's gonna enjoy me. Trying. Is it, it's just a fun. It, it's, it's it's fumbles like that. Take care of the football. This is a running back. I feel like okay. Y'all will help me with this. It's either or, and I. This is just the only education in my head. Either Melvin Gordon had a streak where he never fumbled, or he had a streak where he fumbled a lot. It was a streak where he fumbled a lot. So Melvin Gordon has 15 fumbles since 2016. That is tied for third. I'll take that for the first guess. <laughs> yeah. Was it? Yeah, that was a, that's a really good first guess. Was he, it Melvin he, Gordon? He used to who be was, a fumble machine. Was it Melvin Gordon who was the guy who like he he started all four years in college and he never had a fumble, and then the first carry of his NFL career he fumbled the ball. There was somebody maybe. who did that. Honestly, a I think ago. that may be him. But I don't, I, don't I, him, I don't think his name. I don't think right, he's as big as Melvin Gordon was. A lot. Um, and let me, Mario let, Fannin. And this problem has become worse recently. I was watching before I got here. This worse player. recently. Melvin Gordon maybe has 15 fumbles since fumble. 2016. Dalvin Cook also has 15 fumbles. Really? Those are the two guys tied for third. Yeah, Second Dalvin. place has 16, and then first place has 22. Yeah. Good lord. It's not close. So, and the the second place is a really is interesting El- Elliot? Ezekiel Elliott okay. with 22 fumbles. Mm-hmm. I can because, imagine yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Carlos Hyde Checks out. Oh. has 16 fumbles. Well, he since needs to start hiding that football. <laughs> hey, Because he's not up the there on carry, so. Oh. Again, I was going to start overthinking and saying like right. the McCaffrey's guys because just because you would count a fumble on a catch, wouldn't you? Like they have um, more yeah. opportunities to fumble Probably, yeah. if they're getting almost as many carries as these other guys, but they're also getting four or five catches a game. But the last like oh even last season Zeke was fumbling, fumbling the ball. I mean, like almost two mm-hmm. times a game. They might get one back, but that's pretty was... crazy though. I like I just want people to take that in. The most someone has fumbled in a what is that a Again, a six-year increment of time. Right. Fumbles the ball on average four times a year. 22 fumbles in six is four times a year. And you said second was, what, 16? Yeah, 16. That's essentially just under three times a year. So if you fumble more than, like, twice an entire season, you're above average. 
That's pretty crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Like most of the fumbles in the NFL come from the quarterback position. Right. When you get strip sacked, the, yeah. the actual running backs do not fumble the football. No, very often. no. They're usually pretty good with ball security because that's like one of the first things that they yeah. teach a running back. We're gonna change sports. Hockey. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh gosh. Gretzky for everything. Put you, me down. Yeah. You pay Gretzky, Gretzky for Gretzky. absolutely everything. You pay attention to baseball better than anyone I've ever met in my entire life. Uh huh. Cam, ask this next question. Uh, since 2016, who has the most home runs? I have my guess. Oh, and I okay. will say this. Here's what. Yeah, there's problems here, and but I I do have a, a guess that I would go with. But first yeah. place. Uh huh. And second place uh-huh. are separated by one home run. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Since 2016. It would it be cheating to know how many it is. What do you think? Well, well you're I, good at the numbers would, anyway, so you're going to work out the math. I would guess it would be a little over 200. You were correct. It's 217 uh, and then 216. Yeah. Okay, so here. And then third is Let me just talk you through why I'm Go not ahead. guessing someone. I'll Go ahead, game it out. You would think for the world because of how good he is it could be trout but yeah. i just think he misses too play many enough. games no yeah that's that's smart. i'm gonna go the current home run leader aaron judge that was my guess as well he is fourth damn fourth <laughs> hellfire with 197 ronald acuna jr i don't know i don't think so okay as good so as is. let's recalibrate here i don't think soto's been healthy enough is it uh, is it Stanton? Stanton. Stanton. Stanton's got to be up there. Has 190. Well, he's not in the top three then. Um, he is fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, eighth. eighth. Fine, wow. just keep going. Why don't this one might be a little tough? <laughs> um, most home runs in Major League Baseball. Right, Judge I'm, has 197. Stanton has 190. They're on the so same again, team. So fourth and eighth are separated by seven home runs. Again, we're looking for somebody that plays all the time that hits. Pr- Okay, if you've hit 217 in five and a half years of baseball, really five because we need to take out the fact you only played 52 or whatever right. in a and, year. So you've right. played essentially five years. That means you're hitting, I don't know. Um, and the 2020 season was only 60 games, Ryan. And what year? 2020. Because That's what COVID. I said. I said yeah. you had the year taken out. I thought you were talking about this I, year. I thought I, you were talking about... Because we're only halfway through this right, year, and then I'm th- taking over another half a year because okay, of COVID. So okay. I went from five and a half because we to haven't played this right. year. And, and, and I took another half season out. And, yes. Yeah, okay. Yes, as well. Okay. okay, so you have five basically full seasons. If you hit 217, if you hit 40 a year, you've hit 200. So looking at someone that's hitting about 40 home runs every year. Um. There's not a lot of those, you know, <laughs> you know uh, that do it for that period of time. One name I'm interested in is Nelson Cruz. Wow. He always hits a lot wow. of runs, so I'm going to go Cruz. Nelson Se- Cruz is second. Second, second. okay. Second. With 216. So. so you still have not said first, God. third, or fifth. Or sixth. Um, what about seventh? <laughs> I said seventh. To be fair, Stanton is tied for seventh, and they're who he's tied okay. with. You haven't said that name either. Um. All right. Let's look. What at league other guys that hit dingers? What do you want to know? The league American versus National, or not yet? Okay. Someone I know hits a lot of home runs. I can't remember what year he started though, but I know Alonzo hits a lot. I don't know if he's up there though, because I feel like he started in seventeen or eighteen, Pete? not sixteen. Yeah. Not up there. He's, yeah, okay. he started in. 
Because he had a 50 home run I think he year. started in 18. Okay. That's, that's, that would be the problem there. Um, oh, just tell – this is not my official guess. I just want to know for reference so we can be sad at how much time he spends. Where is Mike Trout? He is fifth. Okay. Okay, so still up there. Judge has 197. Uh-huh. Mike Trout has 195. Okay. Mm. And then again, Stanton All has right, 190. So surely – okay, I, I probably should have said this guy earlier – Surely, I know he's missed some time though, but surely Harper's up there. Bryce Harper is up there, but he's still behind Stanton. Seventh or eighth. Or he's at level. 185. Mm. All right, I'm naming top 10 guys. So I'm not just being like, uh, you know, uh, yeah, 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 uh. You're, you're not far out. <laughs> um, all it's right. still so impressive that you're, yeah, thank you. You're getting these. All right, I have some other names in my head that are good. Play that long. Um, I don't know if Arnado's hit that many, though. Um, I won't guess him yet. Got to work through all the teams that hit all the bombs. <laughs> Bellinger has a streak. Who's the highest brave? It probably Currently, would have been Freddie. It's Freddie Freeman. Yeah. Freddie, Freddie yeah, okay. Freeman is at 182. So and again, there. it was Stanton that was at 180. So they're yeah. separated by eight home runs since 2016. At 40 home runs, five consecutive years. Uh, I don't know. This guy's been kind of hurt recently. Yelich? Nope. No. I know he had the 50 home run year. I'm just trying to think of guys that had a demonstrative home run season. Yeah. You're still needing first and third are the big names. Judge hit 197. Third place hit 199. And first place hit 217. That yeah. third place one's interesting too. They're real. I mean, these yeah. are all star players. Yeah, definitely. Uh, go ahead and give me the league then, or give me give me a hint that you think because I could I could name the, you know, I could name the Nolan Arenados and Paul Goldsmiths endlessly. I'm, Goldsmith, I'm gonna guess is up there. Let's <laughs> Goldsmith, go Goldsmith is 188. See again, top ten guys. None <laughs> of these top five guys. <laughs> Do you want to try the other guy? Fine, Nolan Arenado. Nolan yes, Arenado has hit Nolan the most Arenado. home runs really? in baseball really? with 217, 217. Okay. since 2016. I think maybe it's just that. Cam he- and I looked at each other when you said Arenado <laughs> and then just ran away from it, and we were like, no, that's <laughs> it. That was impressive, Cause, man. Because here's what I think about Arenado, and this is why he's probably on, why he's on there. I think of him as hitting 40. Like, he doesn't have that big 50 season. Right. He's 40, Consistent. 42, 37, 43. <laughs> Which is what you need to be on the list. So right. I apologize. Okay, and then Who's third place third? is one ninety nine. What? What? Uh, give me a. Give me a. Has something. played for multiple teams. Multiple teams. Multiple teams. Currently, currently in the, in the National NL. League. Yeah, currently in the NL. Would have some American League numbers Mookie? factored in. No. Mookie. No. Mookie is uh, right behind Freddie Freeman at one seventy eight. <laughs> um. All right. Would Freeman with one eighty two numbers factored. In. So we moved some semi recently. Not, uh, I don't think there's any other Dodgers involved there. Um, if you say American League, that takes Chris Bryant out. Um, do you want another hint? Not particularly, unless you think I'm really far away. Um, no Rocky. Padre, Manny Machado. Manny Machado yep. with hey, one. Yeah. You just got to think of the teams. There you go. <laughs> yep. Look at you, it's like man. You're going to get there eventually. I was like, yeah. hey, you don't need that hint. Got to go by each division. All right, give me one more stat that you want to figure out. 
Most walks. I don't know. I'm going to say Juan Soto. Gallo is going to be up there. Soto uh, is going to be up there, too. I yeah. wonder if Soto's played the whole time, though. I'm gonna, I, I think Harper as well. Harper. draws a ton of walks. Walk guys. I'm going to say I'm just going to – the sneaky, like, probably not first, but top ten, I'm going to go Gallo. All he does is walk and strike out. He doesn't even homer anymore for the Yankees. He just walks and strikes out. You will not oh, there's get no chance. You will not get the first name. No chance. I mean, you you're a you're a I'll freak. get there eventually. You're a freak. <laughs> but is he still playing? Yes. It's because it's Jose Altuve. I'm just kidding. Um, the number is 587. Right, so Second place is 580. Wow. Yeah. Um, Third place is 575. Where are, where are the people we have named so far, guys? Like Harper so, and um, Harper. Uh, Who do you Gallo. want to guess? How do you Gallo and uh, let's let's go Harper. Where's Harper? Bryce Harper is second. Okay, number two, five hundred and eighty. That was a solid guess. Yeah, that's a good guess. It's Gallo. Where, Gallo where is, is way down. He's down okay. the list. He's where at three eighty six. Juan Soto. Juan Soto is eighth, four fifty seven. Ryan mm. just did the Soto shuffle in the, the studio. Soto shuffle. So we got two top ten there. Um, someone wouldn't get. Who's patient? Love is patient. Love is kind. Um, love does not boast. I love Chris Bryant. <laughs> 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 All right. Now durable players got got to be in the lineup. Walk a lot. Does Trout? I know. Does Trout get walked a lot? He's fourth. Yep. Okay. Five hundred and forty-three. Very good guess. Very good Shohei. I don't know. Shohei. Shohei goodness. doesn't have a high enough batting average to get walked that much. Uh, it's not and he's not played enough. He That's play true. That's true. All six years. Um, Soto was eighth. Trey Turner. Was Trout was four. Baseball players. I don't know. Not Trey Turner. Um, and Is Harper this was guy second. Justin Turner? No. Is this guy an all-star caliber no. player? No. No. Really. That's why they said nah. Yeah, so he's yeah. just a random dude who walks a He's lot. had some big contracts. Okay. He's played on several teams. Has he made an all-star game, even if he is not a perennial uh, one all-star? One or two, maybe. Okay. One or two, maybe. Okay. Not Votto, right? Votto is third. Yeah, Votto's Very third. good job. Okay. It just didn't fit the parameters of what you're describing, because I think he'd be – would you consider this player to be lesser than Joey Votto? Yes. Yes. Okay. Hmm, this is great. Now, okay, now let me ask. No, okay, you said only one or two in his career, so it's not this someone play, old I like Miguel Cabrera. I confirm. Okay. This player did make one All Star team. Yeah, and would you? I will give you the year he debuted, sure. if you would like to hear. Yeah, that'd be great. He debuted in the big leagues in two thousand and ten. He has made one All Star team, and he has won one Silver Slugger award. So that should put him in the low thirties somewhere. And again, he's not. Wouldn't be said to be quite as good as Votto, but he's going to be an everyday mm. player. Harper is second. Votto is third. Trout is fourth. Goldschmidt is fifth. He does walk. Freddie Freeman is sixth. That makes sense. Yelich is seventh. Soto is eighth. So, th- so these are all all stars here, but just this guy. Is yeah, just, it's kind of weird. All star once. It's, it's kind of weird. And he has the most base on balls. Since 2016 with 587. This is fascinating. Um, it is. It's a fascinating it is. name. This is this is a very 
surprising. I don't even. I really don't even know where to go next. He's are a we, switch are hitter. We still on the same question. Yes, yeah. switch yeah. hitter. Well, that, that should narrow it down. Then, J- not thinking of Josh Bell. Nope. Okay. Josh Bell made one All Star game, but he's too old. He's too young for that. He's probably. I think he only hits left handed though. No, he's a switch. I pr- would just Josh play Bell him. hitting right handed. Oh, absolutely! Wow. Just watched it happen. He's absolutely switch. Go look it up. Don't believe me. He's absolutely switch. Josh hitter. Bell. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. All right, switch hitters, folks. Um, there's not many of them. That that's should, you would you would. I've just got to land on the right team. Josh Bell, I'm sorry. I'm yeah. very sorry. Yeah. I'm very sorry. Have a little faith. Uh, we'll get there. All right, let's. AL or NL? Primarily AL. Yeah. Primarily Has AL. played for multiple teams, at least four or five. Okay, this is a random one. This fits the criteria. Probably not right, though. We'll just give it a guess. Yasmani Grandal, he's a switch hitter. No. No. Okay, we tried. But he is on the list. I think he's, like, right outside the top ten. Uh, he is correct. So, see, that he's was a, demo- that was he's a demonstrative he's no for number 11. He's 11. Um, You're amazing, man. This I'm is trying. great. Switch hitters. I never would have pulled Yasmani Grandal. <laughs> <laughs> right, not a chance. That and he's that 11th, man. Like, that was impressive. That I would even think of that name. <laughs> Since 2016. I'm having a mental block on one of the player. AL West teams. Hopefully it's not that team. Rangers. Seager's not switch. It's not a Mariner. There's no... There's no. I think... Yeah, there's not a Mariner. Um... Mm. Oh, you think it is a Mariner? No. Well, former Mariner. Okay, perhaps? don't lead me astray. So it must be a Mariner. All right, let me go through the Mariners roster. Okay, Rodriguez is too young. Oh, France is too young. Ichiro. Uh, Kyle Seager is no longer on the team. He was a lefty, though. Um, Justin Upton's on the team. He's not switch. I don't. I can't think of a switch hitter on the Mariners. Okay, Cam no. shaking his head. Well, don't see you. Don't don't do that to me, Jay. Okay. Was he was he on the Mariners at one point? Maybe he was. He plays for the Mariners. No, he plays for the Mariners. Yes, right now. on right now, uh, June twenty seventh, he was traded to the Seattle Mariners. He oh. plays for the Mariners. Oh, okay. Currently, our our you know we love our stat muse uh, pictures, and he's wearing a different ball cap. Okay, but he has because I just saw another guest from another league that used to play for the Mariners, but does not play for the Mariners, and that was Cattell Marte. But don't worry about it. He's a switch hitter. I'm just naming switch hitters. Um, so he's on the Mariners it's now. The, I, are you sure? Because a million percent. Yeah, he, he's got it looked up on his phone, so he's got that. He was recently traded. Goodness gracious, this is and I keep up with the Mariners just a little. bit. I know you do, and you know this name. Yeah, I've had he, conversations with you about this name. Now I'm disappointed. We've gone from How, oh look I, at Ryan to now you yeah. hit this no. clown. Dude, this is hard. <laughs> Ryan, no, this, this is a hard tough. random this name. One's it's not Mitch tough. Hanniger. No. no. Can I give you the? I'm going to give you Mitch this. I'm not going to tell you the teams because if I tell you the first team, it's going to give it away. Okay. All right. Okay. I already told you what year he debuted. Uh huh. Okay. I would like to now tell you years that he played with certain teams. 
just to show you where he's okay. Where he's been. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. Leader and walks. Twenty seven or excuse me, twenty ten to twenty seventeen. Uh huh. With an American League team. Seven years. It's a long time. Twenty eighteen. Uh huh. With the National League team. Uh huh. Twenty nineteen and twenty twenty. With an American League team. Twenty twenty one and twenty twenty two with an American League team and then halfway through the season traded to the Seattle Mariners. So he only has one year that you saw him. In, in the National League. National League team. And from 2010 until 2017, he played for an American League Central team. Okay. All but right. he currently plays for there. the Mariners. We're going to get there. Hang on. Long time, you know, white sock or something. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. Um. Help him list off the teams here, Brant. What do you mean? White Sox, Twins, Royals. Maybe it's a Royal. I'm going to think about double back to that second. Um, I know Indian nothing about the American or League. Guardian, Indian, sue, whatever, sue me. Um, yes! Got him, Carlos Santana. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> your eyes were Yo, incredible. I God, dude. I wish as I'd had that recorded. As soon as you said Cleveland, your eyes <laughs> got <said>, Yes! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Ryan, he has more base on balls yeah, than anybody else crazy. in baseball since yeah. He had a walk-off the other night, actually, now that you say that. Good for him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Cleveland, this is Five for you. He was seven, a 2019 dude. All-Star. A 2019 All-Star. So Pretty crazy. Wow. Well, because my only venture on the Guardians slash Indians was Jose Ramirez. I'm like, well, he's decidedly still in Cleveland. Right. Um but but also I didn't think about him because I didn't think about Jose because you said he was not as good as Joey Votto. I'm like I think everyone say Jose Ramirez is better than Joey Votto. You know Votto was his prime was seven years ago. But did we? Okay, I, that so was my only venture on the the Cleveland team. Is Joey Votto more adored than Carlos Santana? Yeah. Okay. Same sure same state though. True. Same state. <laughs> we, we weren't that True. far. No. Where uh, um where is Josh Donaldson on that list? Because I remember he walked a ton with the Braves. Great. Yes, he he's gets nine. hurt a lot. Okay. He's nine. Donaldson's yeah. Nine. If he didn't get hurt a lot, I bet his walks per game played would be up there because he's so patient. Hey, great show, everybody. Ryan, thanks for being here. You're a legend. More stats next week. Woo! <laughs> Brent and Cam, yeah. love you guys. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. All right, that does it for today's show. Thank you so much for tuning in and calling into Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show. For Ryan LaVoy, Brant Daughtry, and Cam Berry, my name is JJ Jackson. Thank you and good day. Good day.